God, I had a dream about GDC last week. <laughs> How was your GDC dream, Nick? Yeah. Uh, well, so, what? Um, You're just going into it? What do you, why would you not? Nick Brecken just said I had a GDC dream. This oh, is like a cloud. I said last happen. week it was actually okay. last night, now that I think about it. <laughs> okay. So it's I had filed it away as something that happened prior to this podcast. Uh, yeah, no, everybody was, was there. November 19th. It's November 19th, 2014. You're right. This is Idle Thumbs 186. I'm Chris Remo. Is it 86? This is Idle Thumbs 185. I'm Chris Remo. Oh, I'm Jake Rodkin. I'm Danielle Riendo. I'm Nick Brecken. And I'm Sean Van. Why did, why did Nick stop being the and? I, it just I, happened. I, saw, it I, happened looked, I looked him in the eyes and <laughs> yeah, I went, we knew. today I'm the and. Yeah, I felt <laughs> it. It's last week and this week. I saw that what happening. What do you got? It's an and. <laughs> It's last it's, week and this week is is nonsense. It's a, it's a great time to promote our new podcast. It's an and, which is it's yeah. November nineteenth, twenty fourteen, and it's this week and last week. Like, <laughs> oh, what? I don't lives within the space between between this week and last yeah. week. If you watch Interstellar a few times, it makes sense. I don't know. Idle exists within a tenth dimensional bedroom. Yes, exactly. Made out of piano strings. It's so bummed. It's so bummed to like see the. Like you have this sort of like, this is a very common narrative for me. Is either a six months, it's a six month story, where I see the first poster and I go like, that's a nice design. Look at that. Oh, Christopher Nolan's new movie. Yeah. Oh fuck, boom, back in the brain. Now it's like that's the first tone of yes. this the song that will be sung over six months, <laughs> and then I see the <laughs> teaser trailer and I'm like, fuck yes, finally I'm excited for a movie. I've been excited for a movie in so long. And then I see the full theatrical trailer, and I go, okay, all right, okay. And then about a month before the movie comes out, it's like IMAX, whatever, we're pre-buying tickets. Jake's like, Who's, who wants to go? And I'm like, I'll go for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'll go. So he buys me a ticket. And then it's the night of, I'm like, mm. oh, no. You know what? I don't know. The doubt starts. I don't really know if I'm going to go. I don't know. It's like, God, I can just do anything else. I can do nothing. Oh, <laughs> I'll make something up. And I'll do nothing. <laughs> and then if the movie's good, we all knew. We all knew that's what happened. And then if the movie's good, I'll totally go. And then everybody comes back. It's like, no, it's garbage. It's bad. It's bad. I'm like, god damn it! Like, okay. And then six months over. Happens all the six fucking months. time. All the time. Happens over. to every movie. Always. You know what AMC is doing for fans like you? I can't imagine. <laughs> They're killing you. <laughs> They're actually making an interstellar pass. So that you can see the movie unlimited numbers of times if you pay like an extra really? $10 Wait, or something. This is real? Yes, what? this is a real thing. I get so a you too can live today. in a nonsensical time loop as depicted by yeah. Interstellar. Exactly. You can be Matthew McConaughey well, in a true. black hole. Man, that's no. like... I would love nothing more. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> exactly. People saw 2001 A Space Odyssey a million times. 
Let's just sell a subscription to Interstellar. <laughs> people people love true. the unlimited pasta pass at the Olive Garden. <laughs> right. They should, yeah, they should do the Book of DeBeppo Interstellar you know what? party if comes pass. At, if it comes at yeah, you sound unlimited, unlimited, I will fucking yeah, see it. Yeah. You see Interstellar, you go down the street to Book of DeBeppo, you got a night every night. <laughs> For the rest every of your life. You got a night. night. If, you miss, if you miss <laughs> a night, you're, they cancel your pass. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, no. Oh, my God. They give you three percent more food every night until you don't make it. Right, though. right. <laughs> they give you they okay. It's like it's like the guy who tricked the king into giving him his whole kingdom by saying, "Oh, you give me one grain of rice for the first square in the chessboard, and double it for the second square, and double it for the third square until he just has infinite rice." It's like that, but they start by giving you one strand of linguine. The first <laughs> <one>. <laughs> but then you you know that it's. It's come to a head when you open the door to Buca de Beppo <laughs> and you die. This linguini comes you out. You just die. In fact, linguini, just, yeah. you're, there's no air. You cannot swim to the top. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm not seeing Interstellar tonight. <laughs> right. Make me stay, yeah. Murph. Whip pan to AMC headquarters. God, they make you... Finally. <laughs> they make you eat before Interstellar, so you're just sitting there in the movie theater dying. Oh, of course. Yeah, 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 of dying course. of pasta death. Of course. Yeah. Right. You, God, which airline was it? There was. Is it American? There was one airline that, that gave oh, yeah. lifetime passes. Wait, that wasn't Lifetime. Yeah. There really? were lifetime mm. free flights, or lifetime pass given on one airline. It like, was American Airlines. They did lifetime free first class flights. Oh, yeah. For like a hundred grand or and something. And it was a disaster. What? In the 70s or 80s. And, yeah. Or like early 90s. It was a time when it shouldn't have existed, but they were like, in like, you know how like the, I think it was the 80s every holiday season there's that like super rich person's like Macy's catalog basically that comes uh-huh. out. Oh, yeah. It was in there. It was like somewhere in one of those. Right, mm-hmm. just fly first class forever. For 125 grand or that something. That deal like that. was a very and bad like, deal for a that couple of reti- yeah. A couple of people who were just about to retire early. Uh, yeah. We're like, well, you know, we have. Well, I like, think it was something crazy. I, I gotta look this up. But I, the, I, think, it, I think it was a unit plus one. Oh my oh, God. It was like something a couple <laughs> bought it. They interviewed them in the article. They yeah. were like, you know, we're not rich, but we thought, look, we're gonna retire and travel. Fuck it. Yeah. Let's just do it. And they're just like, like American Airlines, like what can we do to undo this? Like please God, because they've flown everywhere in the world for, for, for free remember, for first class. I think the, I think the plus ten thousand dollar tickets. I yeah. think the plus one thing is a component in it because I remember reading that they eventually did modify it to say you can't keep subletting this by just flying on an <laughs> yeah. airplane with someone to take them somewhere for oh, free. Oh yeah, and charge you. <laughs> right. Like, I think That's that was huge, actually like oh man, the loophole. Ex- exploited loophole is just like oh. Airline tickets are fucking expensive now. Anyway, you want to just fly first class to Paris with me? Pay oh me God. a lot of money, and I'll just fly home when we're done. <laughs> Pay me eighty percent of what you would be paying American right, right. Airlines. So I'll have free champagne for twelve hours. I'm nearly certain that that detail is correct. And this was just like let's let's do the ultimate romantic romantic wow. Ultimate romance, R- romanticization. <laughs> My brain, your voice sounded like, like, like your voice sounded like yeah. the, the tape melted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The promotional American Airlines tape just it disintegrated. Just, just, you know, the sort of like jet set age is fading, but we can maybe you know kind of yeah. get a little golden hour light shined on it with these crazy tickets. Oh shit. <laughs> how it, they also how could, Interstellar on those flights now. How yes. could a company of that scale offer <laughs> something for that price and not just get out a calculator and just multiply two numbers? Well, they were probably just like, who the would price do of it? Is never going to get fucked. I mean, maybe that was pre-deregulation. Who knows? Like, it was probably something yeah. has changed very dramatically in how air travel works. Yeah. Also, I just think I think there's probably a conversation. 
I guarantee you it's a decision get, that gets made by a very few amount of people that doesn't get run by people it should. It's it was like, like yeah, some yeah. V- yeah. some VP had a pet idea. Thousand dollars. Yeah. yeah. Nobody's just gonna casually spend that. <laughs> if I saw that doesn't deal really today, matter that much money, they just buy a plane. Today, I would like start figuring out how to get that much. Oh, money. me too, for I'd sure. Be like, oh, okay, yeah. How much? Definitely. I don't have that. Okay, yeah. yeah. I would take oh. out a loan under false pretenses. <laughs> right, I'm buying a house. This, this is for a house or car. will be used as evidence in court. <laughs> <laughs> Kickstart it for, for that deal. Are you kidding? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Not yeah. that I think I'm good for it at the moment, but I would find a way. <laughs> yeah, you make it. That's one of those you make it works. Yeah. I know. Good podcast, by the way, guys. Yeah. Really, really digging into the heart of the <clears throat> video know, game industry. Yeah. This is games. This is all it's game in the system. tying back. <laughs> yes, it is. It's, it's all tying back related. to my excitement for Grand Theft Auto Five first person airplane flying and infinite pasta eating. See, that's you know what's funny. You can watch Aero movies Biz in first person in a movie theater in GTA Five. <laughs> you can fly airplanes in first person in GTA Five. You probably can't eat pasta. But um, you can totally have sex with the prostitute. You can yeah, totally have fucking freaky first person there's, sex. There's what a weird choice involved. You can't have ravioli. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, dumb. In a city that has a little Italy. I bet Where's they, the noodle going to go? If they so ever dumb. do San Andreas 2 and it's first person, I bet you'll eat ravioli in it. Because you can eat food and get hair yeah. and stuff in that And one. ride on oh, your yeah. stupid little bicycle. Oh, oh yes. man. <laughs> on your mini bike? No, no, no. On your, your actual bicycle. Like, 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 tiny bicycle. Like, tap, tap. X and B or whatever yeah, back and yeah. forth the pedal squeaky, on your bicycle. Squeaky, squeaky, squeaky. Oh. Yeah, you know what would be great? A first, a first person rendition of a Rockstar game would be Bully. Yes. God, that'd be yeah. awesome. That would be I, really That was a really good game. That game yes, is it was. fucking good. Maybe, Maybe their they're best. best. Oh my God. Oh. What? Jinx, you owe me a Coke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think it was, I think it was one of, <laughs> 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 I think definitely along with Red Dead, it was the strongest Sort of theme meets gameplay that Rockstar has done. I preferred Bully because it didn't have like hyper violent. I, I agree. Shit I agree. I do comfortable. No, no, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I do prefer. I do prefer Bully. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. What's funny is there was more shit levied in the media at a game called Bully, but like we are promoting bullying. We are like bullying yeah. is like versus Red Dead never caught any shit. Red Dead Redemption is yeah. dead in the title, and you make everyone dead in it. Yes. <laughs> also, Girls Bully, Bully didn't in street in that movie. Yes. Bully didn't yeah. promote bullying. No. That wasn't like the core message of that game. Bully anyway, was good. It was a good game. Yes, yeah. I always He's forget excellent. about Bully. I know Bully is great. There's an, like an eight, there's an up-res, nicer version that you can play. Oh, that's yeah. true. Because Bully came out on the original mm-hmm. Xbox, then they uh-huh. did a 360 yeah. Yeah. Bully oh, that's right. release. I, I think it's on that, Steam, yeah. right? I think they eventually put it on PC. Sure. <clears throat> yeah, might be sure good for the You know what? It's a very telling sort of like metaphor for the evolution of this podcast. Is that a Far Cry game came out today? See, that was my main thing. But have you, have you played it? All about Far Cry Four? Have you, you all about sliding yet? down slopes and fighting animals? <laughs> I saw some dude just like open. Like we saw that video, of that guy just unloading a silenced M16 into a badger, and I went, "All right, well, yeah." Yeah. See, that's that's, that's the whole is somewhere croaks. I am. I downloaded it today. I did not play it yet today, but I had oh. Far Cry Four Dream last night, oh, which ooh, told me that I needed to get this game. All right, go for it. What's, what's tell the deal? Idle Thumbs about your Far Cry Dream. Yes, please. I, I feel like I'm really part of the podcast now that I'm talking about Far, you can Cry, get the Far Cry and Dreams. After this with us. <laughs> it's already there. We all have it, them. It's fine. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, in this dream, I was kidnapped by the, you know, the main bad dude. The, the big guy bad, in the front of the box. By the guy, guy in the front of the box with the amazing blonde hair and the yeah. amazing purple suit. And the amazing subservient indigenous yes. person. Yes. Was they cut a him out. little I think weird. They, they, got the, they took the note on that one. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty glad they did because UB needs to take notes sometimes. Anyway, um... I was kidnapped by him and brought to his secret bunker where Whoa. I was trained, I shit you not, as like a ninja operative. Oh, cool. For him. Sick. And, and so I like, I, this, I did all this is this like, like a style. thing that happens in the game or is this exclusive yeah. to your this dream? This is my dream. This I don't think this happens to the Danielle in the dream. <laughs> Daniel dream. <laughs> this is only my dream. It's PLC. Is yeah. that what Priority DLC is called yet? <laughs> I don't PLC. think so. Oof. Well, get ready. Well. <laughs> <laughs> it will be now. No, he trained me to be this secret operative with Matrix-style slow-motion fighting. I guess maybe that comes from boxing. I don't know. Okay, wait, so he and your reaction to this was to wake up and go, I need to download this, yeah. a 20 well, gigabyte video well, game. Well, this right. is the part that's crazy. I woke up and my girlfriend your head. <laughs> was laughing at a video. And she was like, baby, oh, do you want to see the video that means we have to buy Far Cry 4? I'm not even making this up. I woke up oh, from yeah. this you dream. Were, you were halfway dreaming. <laughs> yeah. This, was, this yeah. was you hearing. Maybe. The, what was in the video? It's entirely possible. The video was just some dude throwing rocks at badgers to make them kill people. And then eventually another. What? another They'd aggro a badger that would be next to a bad guy. Badgers can yes. kill people? They're really yes. Well, they can in real life, too. They jump up and they sort of bite That's you true. in the face until you die. They're it was, real tough. It was okay. wonderful. They're now tough I, now I know. And then a Jeep came in. With, you know, other bad guys with guns. Um, and he, you know, got the badger to kill them, too. And they, they were shooting at the badger. And then a rhinoceros came in <laughs> and just sort of, like, with the physics, made the two cars just go flying, basically. And then he, he hit the rhino in the butt. And she was laughing. And she was like, we need to buy this game, clearly. Oh, I thought the badger was going to kill that rhino. <laughs> I was really excited. Maybe that's what happened in the game, but there's you know, the one video badger. cuts off. The badger there's, one badger that the you, there's one badger that if you yeah. aggro, it kills every living thing in the game. <laughs> <laughs> we were really inspired by that talk about fire propagation in Far Cry 2 and how the early version of it killed the boss. So we have this one badger in the game that can run across the entire map and kill everything. Far Cry 5 has the badger in that fucking purple suit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's so bad about that, though? Like, in, like this is why I can't buy the game. Is that, like... Basically, other than present company, none of my friends play video games. None. Mm. And don't have any idea about the industry. I was talking to Chris about this a little bit at lunch. And I was in the car with a friend, and she was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and I'm like, it was a bus ad for Far Cry 4. I'm like, oh, it's a video game. She's like, "What? On, why is he wearing that? Is that what you guys <laughs> think is good looking? Like, is, that, <laughs> is that like, what is that? I was like, I don't know. I don't know if that's appealing or if i'm supposed to be repulsed or if i'm supposed to want to buy it yeah she's like do you want to yeah. buy it and i was like no <laughs> that, you're sure. totally you're right ashamed. about the weird way <clears throat> that ubisoft marketed that game and to also some extent far cry 3 i think with the bad guy in that game yeah they have this really weird attitude of just showing you this outrageous person I'm like, I don't really, what is this supposed to mean? Do I, am I, is he cool? Is he like, talking about marketing is he transgressively cool? Not really. Like, I don't, I just, it's this fucking echo chamber of like, I'm not talking to the populace about a thing that is entertaining and worth $60. I'm talking to this like completely ensconced 
mm-hmm. like culture that is going to know why this is a thing that they want. Even though everything about being alive says like, that guy's a fucking douche. Like that guy's just like a cheap idiot. You know, he just looks like a like a cheap dude who's just sort of cheap dude. You know what I mean? It's like that's the only way I can describe it. It's just like it's cheap, cheap and gaudy, right? Except sort of right. Like, except when there's yeah. no. You would expect him for like, like guy who walks the twenty dollar like, expansion. It's a guy who walks into a shitty bar thinking he looks good, right? And everybody else is just like in t-shirts, right? And they're like, oh okay, I guess. Yeah. And you know, he's like, oh, I'm a Dory Sour. Well, you know, so, like, oh, fuck off. Yeah. So you know, the Italian. You know, margarita <laughs> so you know what's interesting about that i would say you so okay so two two reactions one yes you're right and the fact that they don't contextualize it in any way is what makes it baffling exactly because right. you don't know what like is that you would assume, uh, am i supposed to like yeah. want to identify you would assume that, that he would be because, the protagonist though. Yeah. right that's because, what you would right, think yeah, exactly yeah. thought that as well when they had marketing first they're like i right. play as this yeah right <laughs> because every single other video game yeah it's just the protagonist in a fucking close-up that's what they right. all are yeah. the other thing i'll say is that you could i think i think you could make an argument to market a film this way if the guy in the suit was like Leonardo DiCaprio dude, or Brad Pitt Dude, the or cover something. of Far Cry 4 is the fucking poster of Snake Eyes. <laughs> it is exactly one Man. to fucking one. So imagine the marketing for, Google it. Imagine the marketing see. for Half-Life 3 that is just the G-Man <laughs> yes. wearing that suit. Oh my god! <laughs> yes! <laughs> God, you're right. It is Snake Eyes. It is. It's just <laughs> Nicolas Cage, and that. But that oh, proves God. my point, right? Exactly like, right. We because putting but that was also even if we don't years ago. I know, but what I'm, my, what well, I'm saying like, is Heath even as the Joker or Ben Kingsley in Iron Man three, like comic book movies have that. But there's okay, big comic book movies as known villains. Yeah. Okay, yeah. comic book. Okay, that's a little bit different because in the case of a comic book movie, we're assuming that there's some cultural awareness of the character you're that they are. On the iconography right. of the Joker. Right. But what yeah. I'm saying is, uh, absent any other character, it's already interesting to say we've taken a person who is known basically for being beautiful and like talented in whatever way but like also for being uncommonly beautiful and we've made them look incredibly tacky and that that re- <laughs> yeah, that'd be yeah, yeah, yeah no but i'm saying that reads as a deliberate choice that is th- that you then want to know yeah, why yeah, that's yeah, the case right, but like absent we've that we've invented a tacky guy <laughs> right, exactly. yeah, at that point but like, like uh, this guy's tacky but supposed to be aspirational but right. not because he's the villain so right. attractive to want to murder because right. the presentation of it is <laughs> he's sitting in this throne he's got everything he could ever want don't you want that or want to take it from him or why would you want this so oh, that question is not allowed but also Look at it's this like bus ad. Isn't, isn't that, <laughs> so i can be totally wrong because i played a bunch of far cry 3 but i didn't play far cry 4 um obviously um is he the Main character from Far Cry Three? No, I don't Jason. Think so. That would be too poignant. No, what? this no. guy. This guy is supposed to be from the region. He's supposed to be from Cryat or whatever it is. There's a region called Cryat. I've played game, one of these in a minute. I don't know. <laughs> the thing is, you get into the, which is what pseudo Himalayan, yeah, su- yeah, pseudo Nepal or something. Yeah, yeah I watched um, I, I watched a lot of play. Cryat. I watched a lot of early playthroughs. I was talking to Ollie about it, and like mechanically from a feel standpoint these games are amazing like these games are like that team has it fucking down Mm -hmm. it was good in far cry 3 and i'm sure it's way better in far cry 4 and it's so distressing that that just can't be applied to something that's great like it's crazy to me it's like 
oh, it's like buying like dry aged steak and then like taking it to Taco Bell and being like, make me a gordita. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. fucking bad. Sit on it for a few months, you know. So that guy, I guess, is the despotic king Pagan Min. Yes. From from Kairat, a fictional Wait, region based he, on the regions of the, the Himalayan region yeah. of Nepal. He's Himalayan? Yes. yes. Yeah. He he does have the frosty bangs, I know. I actually made that mistake. I was making a video huh. at E3 about like white dude like white bros in games and I accidentally put him in and somebody corrected me and was like, actually, he's from the region. But he's not real. Yes, I <laughs> like, know. he's a cartoon. <laughs> You're correct Actually, that. he's from the Somebody, moon. I guarantee you at one he point, is from the moon. I guarantee you at one point looked more Asian. I guarantee you oh, he probably, got Asian is yeah. revved out of him. For sure. For sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. So they it was, if, it was, if it wasn't a conversation, then they're fucking negligent in their... He was in born work. in Hong Kong, it seems. Hmm. Yes, I was very deliberately correct. Even as a this. young man, he was ambitious as he was flamboyant. Okay, are you reading from Wikipedia or a wikia? <laughs> I'm reading from that's a, a lot of wikia. Ambition. Okay, just checking. <laughs> oh, he just adopted a notability check. <laughs> he adopted the moniker Pagan after an old Burmese king who had murdered his family to take control. After an Classic old pagan king villain, <laughs> Burmese very. king, huh? Classic. Oh, anyway, I don't know how much I want to talk anymore about the cover of Far Cry <laughs> Four. No, 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 I will no be it's playing fine. it tonight. Yeah, I'm curious to, to hear the deal. Talk about the- I mean, the the recent, I guess, Far Cry Three and Four are games that. Well, at least when I played Far Cry Three, there were a lot of things in it that I really liked and just wished they were in a slightly different game. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Is it a thematic thing? I'm assuming it is. Like, if this were it's if this mix. gameplay it's was a, actually it's, put in, it's a, a mix because yeah. there 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 are a variety of things. Small choices made sure. with both gameplay and theme that I don't want to rehash at all because I, I did. I remember like however many like a year ago, whenever it was. Yeah, it I would imagine it was approximately yeah. one year ago. No, was it we were in the old office? Was it? Hmm. Could have been normal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe yeah. like last September or so. Um, but in any in any case, um, I would like to hear your report on the game like unto itself, right? (laughs) Not my dream in the actual game. Yes. I am curious. If it turns out that you're trained by that guy to be a ninja, then I you did it. A precog, I guess. You know, it's it's fine. Well, maybe not a precog, just, just a cog. Prescient. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just a cog in the machine is what I am. You're just good at dreams. Yeah, man. I'm a good dreamer. (laughs) Speaking of, so good at speaking of recent Ubisoft releases, This is there's so many oh games gosh, that I want this. there's so many games yeah, that I want to have played but I haven't had time yet because they all just came out like Dragon Age Inquisition just came out and that's actually a game I really yeah. genuinely want to play a lot and actually think I'm going to like a lot um whereas you know Far Cry 4 I'm a, I'm a little more hedging a little so more sad. on that one but um but yes You want to talk about faces we're all going to talk here about <laughs> Beetlejuice uh Assassin's Creed Unity Yes Well they not made it in Unity uh, okay. Oh, oh, no. Game developer. No. <laughs> no, I want it back. Oh no. <laughs> no. No, I love America. I am amazed. Like the just sort of ongoing procession of hilarious videos and gifs that this game is spawning is incredible. Oh, right before we sat down to record this, a reader sent us on Twitter an at reply. A video that, that he appears like, to have recorded. This is what happens in oh, the, uh, yeah. Assassin's Creed when you don't have 
children character models yeah. and it's like king philip age seven, seven. prince prince, prince, prince philip and it's just a grown man with a child's voice coming out of it. yeah <laughs> just a man i love it who's taller than the protagonist yes. like, yeah no, i know he's he's got, we have like we have the, the fact that like something is happening on a this like their head rigs that is not loading correctly so you just have eyes and teeth flopping around inside of like <laughs> it just looks like um, <laughs> it looks like the beetlejuice mask yes it looks yes <laughs> yeah and exactly. it just says to me it's at this amazing. stage so it's between like tech that's not up to snuff bugs and obviously just a lack of resources there's a narrative which you don't understand sean available in a scenario where you could murder them right but there's a na- there's a narrative to this to the development of this game now that is so fucking funny to me where it's just like somebody dropped off like a fucking fridge box and some twine and said, build me a fucking boat or I'm going to kill your family and left the room. And they're like, oh, God, we got to make a game with all, only these parts. Like, it's so funny to me. It's so. Like, but it's also like, oh, build me the action. most amazing boat the world has ever seen. Well, or no. I will kill you. <laughs> Here's what they did. They actually just took a boat, disassembled the entire boat, brought it to your house and said, Make build me an, me an extraordinary me an aircraft carrier. <laughs> right. and, and then gave you all the parts and said, I- I'll be back tomorrow night. Right. <laughs> the engine is just the sail. Because they have all the yeah. shit, right? Like, yeah. I'm sure the city is yeah. still amazing. And yeah, like yeah. all of those things like those guys know how to just crank it out if you were anywhere near the conversation that got a grown man model into this game as a seven-year-old child well you know what's funny is that questions at well or if if you or if you know it to also be a bug and maybe it's supposed to be a child model and it's just an oh, so think, many. No, I don't think it's, that. It's a Red Dead situation where like cougars are I, taking the place of hawks. Of course, they're horse lady. Yeah, I don't. Exactly. Th- this is just being written into canon now. Where like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's the animus is just glitching out, like, and like as the like, games uh, go what on, is just like weird. Is the Wikipedia article of actual human history is being updated to say that this child grew abnormally fast. <laughs> right. Well, no, it's like how it's it like how Jack. you know how the the line about Napoleon is that it was, it was Jack. <laughs> the line about Napoleon is that <laughs> Wait, sorry, Chris. What? Oh, I'm saying. Oh, the line about Napoleon is that he was really short, but actually he was just sort of above average height. This is this will now sort of slowly get oh my God. kind of uh, Prince Philippe, uh, right? Of common knowledge. He was six ten. You know, he had was a, seven. Had a pituitary gland problem. Yeah. Just <laughs> had a child's voice coming out of God. a man body. You look like he could have played forward for the Knicks. <laughs> It's a grown person. If only he were born in another place in time. <laughs> yeah. Assassin's Basketball Creed yeah. dissolves into pixels as he's transported into the NBA. <laughs> yes. It's all Assassin's part, the Creed, New York powers Knicks. are deep. <laughs> anyway, Ubisoft is just... How many it. people worked on that game? All the Hundreds, I'm the sure. The entire population of Canada. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> but like after Assassin's Creed Unity came out, the Ubisoft stock price last week had dropped like... 14% or something? Was Wasn't that what we were saying? Yeah, like I don't know. It might have bounced back. It's probably bounced back, but yeah. But like still. It was, it was a bad time because obviously they had no time to course correct, but they also said, sorry for putting our review embargo after the game comes out. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Far Cry comes out in two days. Same deal. Yes. Like, <laughs> yep. That was obviously the right hand not knowing what the left hand was doing. Yeah. But like, man, just like... <laughs> somewhere in general Ubisoft's shoelaces were tied to each other like a week ago 
and they have not noticed. <laughs> and it's really bad. It was, it was, that was a day. That was a conversation. But you can unload a whole clip into a badger, which will then go and kill everyone for you. Yes, so it's amazing. Got that out of it. You throw rocks at it. Oh, it's, I'm inciting two clips. We saw a yes. video where a guy <laughs> clip of murdered yes. a badger and then it proceeded to roll down a hill. So, you know, I mean, that that's a, like that's fun. just the sad on, version of Far Cry Two. It is Far Cry Four. <laughs> mm. I mean, I'm excited to try it. Well, and the thing about Assassin's Creed that's super weird is that Black Flag was pretty good a year ago. Well, cool they also released they also, also really released good. a like an old gen uh, new game. Rogue. Con- yeah, right? right. Yeah. yeah, which is. Yeah, I still know nothing they, about what? it. What, what are you talking about? They, re- they released a, a, a second Assassin's Creed game alongside Unity, but for 360 and PS3. Yeah. It was Creed a side-scroller, I think. What? Even. No, no, no. I think it's just an expansion. Oh, I'm thinking of the, uh, the no, no, no. ancient Chinese yeah, expansion they, they DLC a, that right. is basically another game for Assassin's Creed yeah. Unity, but it no, has they nothing made, to do with the story. They made a, a another game in, like using the Black Flag engine uh set some other time i don't know what but it's a game that's out now i've never even heard of assassin's, so assassin's creed, creed rogue one, right good it's strange right two slash brotherhood good because the multiplayer was good and i thought the single player was okay then the american revolution one panned. people did not yeah. like panned yeah black, black flag, flag people like good they like because of the pirate ships and then and then unity unity garbage Unity aesthetically interesting until a face explodes or a child is a man. Yes. And or then it runs it's even more interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> huh. I'm actually planning to play Black Flag co-op shortly in my life. Cool. Because I heard it was so good. Oh, you can play co-op? Yeah, apparently in that one. What? I didn't realize that. Maybe I'm making that up. And we'll just I, hot seat I, it. I, I yeah. have played it. It'll probably be a hot seating yeah, experience. It's really, it's yeah. really, is it, does it seem strange that Ubisoft released two games like this within days of one another assassin's creed unity and far cry 4 I th- but i think but you know black flag and the splinter cell game um black last year yeah, black yeah List that's a little really that's close, a little weird but these far cry 3 all in a yeah, little jumble i guess that's true I and i guess one's first person yeah. and one's not but they're both like big systems oriented open world games they must know that but they're also just... were like in the christmas window so yeah, it's not that's like, true. You know, Everything I mean, just comes yeah. out. I mean, like, I guess they just must have done enough market goes, research to know that they're yeah, not. Yeah, the audience is grandma. slightly different, or yeah. the crossover is negligible enough that they will right. buy both, yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. I think just the window's like, big enough to where the same person can go, oh, I will get this for myself on launch day, right. and then I'll put this other one on my Christmas list. Yeah, that's probably I think it just feels like they own Christmas for this sort of slightly higher concept than the other stuff, AAA games. There's nothing else that's even, like, competing on the horizon between now and the like end of the holidays, right? I mean... Yeah, just Captain Toad. Sorry, I was I'm joking. You, you, you guys got games coming out. Oh yeah, it's true. We don't talk about our own stuff. In the podcast. <laughs> no, we really don't. Sorry, Nick. It's fine. Has anyone been actually playing anything? Yeah. yeah. Cool. I even brought it for show and tell. What did you bring? <laughs> what we do that now? What? That's, that's great fun radio, Danielle. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, I well, boop, boop, boop. it is. I do have it. What Here. did you? I don't know. What is I'm it? Literally. I'm literally for great God, radio. If you just, if you just pulled I'm pulling out, out my 3DS. 3 yeah, like cheesy. <laughs> I have been playing. Da da. <laughs> you brought a. You brought a. Oh, that. is this Captain Toad? No. Oh. But I have been Ew. playing Captain, Captain Toad. Captain Toad is on the what Wii U, Chris. I just want you to read that little caption. I'm so old that all my tears have dried up completely. What is this? <laughs> it is Pokemon Alpha Sapphire. Oh. And it is really 
Good. Alpha Sapphire. I want you all to know. It's this a graphics is my, card. It better be great with a brand recognition like Alpha <laughs> this Sapphire. Is, yeah. I, I've never, I know they've Pokemon. probably had these for ages now, but I've never seen a 3D Pokemon. <laughs> yet. Like I keyboard. have never played a Pokemon before this. This is my first Pokemon oh. in my entire life. You and I are like basically at opposite ends of the spectrum. I've yeah, only me too. Pokemon Blue. Me too. Yeah. Pokemon first Blue. Blue is back. the exact one me I played. Me too. Yeah. Blue. Guys, guys, guys. You're I've not blue? ever played a Pokemon game. Well, that's no surprise. You didn't play Pokemon Snap? You didn't play Pokemon Blue? I played Blue? five minutes of Pokemon Snap, and I have been annoyed by Pokemon and Smash Brothers. I found a pack yeah. of Pokemon Snap Wait, what, cartridges what does that in my mean? childhood bedroom. What? They're in Smash Brothers. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> I still have it. I didn't actually play it, but I had God, a lot of friends who loved Kart it. Awesome. Anyway, uh, this is my very first experience with Pokemon. Um, even as a big Nintendo <laughs> fan, I had never played one before. I just was sort of like... So 1998, I was like, actually, I'm probably the same age as y'all. For whatever reason, my friends didn't get into it. We were playing our N64. I don't know what ages you guys are, but I, I was f- two years too old for it, but I bought it anyway. I felt way more than two years too old for it. Because you're three years Because you're older more than, than two years older than we are. Yes. There, that's it. <laughs> I was in high school when the first Pokemon came out, yeah. and there were people a grade below me in high school who were really into Pokemon. Oh, yeah. No, there was a, yeah. big, there was a big Pokemon contingent at my high school. And I remember I was in my freshman year of high school, and I had never heard of pokemon before and suddenly it felt like every single person was yeah. aware of it and i, I had like, no idea what, what it is was this? i saw yeah. like i saw on the internet a like quick time movie or avi or something of the original pokemon commercial of like the school bus full of pokemon that gets crushed into a game boy cartridge <laughs> and i was like this just looks like some anime whatever what is this this is nintendo yeah no they make mario what is this garbage <laughs> um well by the time by the time i was aware of it the cartoon had already been on tv f- for a while and people were super yeah. into it mm. and and I was completely blindsided and so I just got um po- I just picked up Pokemon Blue and I played through I guess the whole thing um and I haven't played a Pokemon game since I remember really liking it actually I'm like this is fun it's like a fun little RPG thing It's a thing. fun little JRPG with yeah. you're collecting cute quick. monsters It like doesn't have a oh, yeah. JRPG setup like interminable story I, I imagine the notion of fighting someone else is way easier than it was on the original Game Boy when yes. you had the link cable which is basically a serial cable connection like a null modem cable or something Yeah <laughs> yeah no it's great I mean it's easy you know it's modern it's it's actually a remake of one of the I think GBA games like it's a remake? the original so the Pokemon Game Freak, the Pokemon company, you know, they're yeah. part yeah, of yeah, Nintendo, yeah. whatever. They make uh, new Pokemon games, but they also keep remaking older Pokemon games. So this one is a remake of, a, I think, a 2003 or 2004 Okay, so, version. sorry, old person, what denotes an older Pokemon game? Is it the actual <laughs> the actual Pokemon that are inside of it are of that era? Is it that the locations that you're in are, are, it's, are it's rehashed, a, or is it both? It's kind of both. It's a remake of that game, but with new Pokemon and new features. Wait, but he's saying things. what makes it... Like oh, what makes it older? What makes it a remake of an older one if there's new Pokemon and new features? Isn't it sure. just a new Pokemon? It, this is like the same storyline, the same locations. It's like, <laughs> oh my god, there's a storyline besides you're a guy and then Team Rocket it, exists and you fight monsters from your light. pocket? Yes, it's Team it's Team <laughs> Aqua, in fact, in this. <laughs> Sorry. My, my, <laughs> my, my most that's recent the, contest with the Pokemon yeah. was sadly the Pokemon <laughs> track from Mouth Silence. <laughs> the last time I heard anybody describe something, it was a bagel bite. So I just yeah. communicate like that. <laughs> what are these pocket monsters? <laughs> the pizza's on a bagel at any time. <laughs> Uh, a movie on a disc the size of a CD. Yeah. <laughs> um. Live in the future. It is, you know, there's not that much to say about it other than it made me interested in the series. You know, my girlfriend <laughs> just sort of like gave me this and was like, 
play it. Give it a shot. See if you like it. I like JRPGs. I'll play a good one whenever it comes out. I really like Bravely Default earlier this year. Um, that was quite good. But yeah, it's like a very fast-moving, light JRPG with all these... You know, obviously, you're collecting cute little monsters and leveling them up. And that, you know, that has its appeal. Okay. Probably if people yeah. listen to this podcast, I bet they're they're, they they're right there with you on they this know. one. They're aware. Okay, yeah. good. Uh, well, in in that case, I will leave it at that. That I am now a Pokemon fan, whereas completely Pokemon agnostic. Before Pokemon this series, time. a series of popular, enjoyable video games. Yes, very hmm. popular, enjoyable. Good it's called Aqua Centauri. What's it called? Aqua Sapphire. <laughs> Alpha and, oh, Sapphire. Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. There are two versions. There's always Omega two. Ruby There's something and Alpha about Sapphire. those names that I do like. I it's very it Alpha Sapphire Alpha and Omega Ruby. Ruba, yeah. Ruby. Yes. Omega. Oh, let's call it Omega Ruba. Omega Ruba. Let's go to Omega Ruba. It's a Ruba and Tahiti. So like Those Omega are Pokemon Ruba. games. I'd be in. Probably. <laughs> Pokemon or Ruba and Pokemon Tahiti. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds lovely. That's Nick Brecken's kind of Pokemon. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm actually. I'm just in Hopley Pokemon now. Yeah. I'm in Pokemon Marrakesh. Like that's yeah. just... Pokemon Marrakesh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that sounds really fun. Oh, yeah. I'm into it. That is, yeah. oh, that'd be great. Pokemon Tulum. Just go to the <laughs> Pokemon East Virginia, Pokemon West Virginia. Yeah. East Virginia? No. That, well, whatever. No. No. It's just regular it's Virginia. It's from Japan. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's just Virginia, West Virginia. It's fine. Uh, North Dakota, South Dakota. Is that better? Uh, I That's mean, accurate. No, it's worse. Better. It's it is accurate. way worse. I don't go to the other side <laughs> of the country. There's the same disc with different stickers on them. Like the same cartridge. North Dakota, South Dakota. Like, whatever. <laughs> Same guys, whatever. Pokemon Walmart and Pokemon GameStop. Oh god, that's our dark future. Uh, One of them has the presidents. Jake. Um, Oh, sorry. I played this. The um. You guys want to take a break? Uh, First, actually, before I get into my game. Sure. Video game. This episode is brought to you by NatureBox, a sensational snack delivery service that will bring tasty treats to your home or office. You can go to naturebox.com and use the promo code THUMBS for a NatureBox starter pack, which comes of four little samples plus a full-size NatureBox snack for your cho- for your enjoyment. Of your choice. Of your choice. And it's like $2 shipping. You should totally do it. Yep. It's naturebox.com, promo code THUMBS. Our office has eaten a ton of these. Nick Brecken himself is a NatureBox subscriber. I'm full on NatureBox right now. Whoa! You're, you're, I, you're like, I ate an system. entire package of sunshine, sunshine chips before I came here. Nice. So, yeah. NatureBox fuels Nick Brecken at yes. this point. It's all that he eats. Fueled by NatureBox <laughs> on my box. Provides you snacks, not meals. <laughs> so right. don't quite be like Nick Brecken. <laughs> but you can be but when you're you, a grown-up. When you eat yeah. the NatureBox sampler that you will order because it's such a good deal, think about Nick Brecken eating the same snack as you. That's about as much as you'd want to approximate Nick Brecken's life. <laughs> NatureBox.com, promo code thumbs, get a free uh, sampler pack for $2 shipping. Video game. Nick Brecken just said, I had a GDC drone. This is like a cloud. I said last happen. week it was actually okay. last night, now that I think about it. <laughs> okay. so it's I had filed it away as something that happened prior to this podcast. Uh, yeah, no, everybody was, was there. We were doing a panel. Who's everybody? Uh Present, oh, present company, company. company. and Santa, and like, um, the and world. Santa, yes. Uh, yeah. Well, no. So that was the thing. Oh. It was. <laughs> you know where I'm going with this? It was. I don't. No idea. Oh, man. Nobody knows where you're it was going. Like a Nick. weird netherworld GDC. Everything felt just slightly off, and it was like there were four people in attendance for our panel. 
sitting in the stand. And like it was so just fewer than the number of people on the panel. <laughs> right. More or less. I mean, it's just, you know, like there was a guy in one section, another guy in this section that I was standing near. And then I think like, I don't know if it was my job, but I, I just went to the door to be like the bouncer or something. Like it felt like I just had to go to the street to, uh, <laughs> to like manage the door. To manage this cr- this throng, yeah, yeah, it people. was, it, yeah, it was, a, it was actually a nightmare. Now that I think about it, it like I woke up in a panic. <laughs> Have and, like, you ever sweat. had an actual dream? No. Okay, <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> and I was on the street, and uh, a guy walked up to me, and he was like, "Oh, what is this thing?" It's like I guess it must have been like the front of Moscone. And I was like, oh, you know, it's like a, a panel for like video games we're doing. It's like, you know, it's like video games. We're video game developers. And he just like made like the stink face, like the stinkiest gross <laughs> face and just walked away. <laughs> and that was the end of the nightmare. I think I just woke up after that. Oh <laughs> it was just, it was awful. So you don't know oh how our Lord. panel went. Well, I mean... No, I have no idea. Actually, I do remember walking back and like seeing <laughs> the chair that I was going to sit in at the far end of the uh, the panel and then that was it i think it, i think the I, we probably we probably just recorded but there was just a skeleton in it <laughs> <laughs> and it farted yeah it wasn't very coherent but uh yeah do you remember what the guy looked so like your made biggest this nightmare face? is that your work is meaningless and that yeah, strangers can, don't care you can psychoanalyze <laughs> this yeah that's it yeah that's a nightmare for you yeah Okay. And maybe I didn't care that much either. <laughs> that, was part, that was probably part of it, too. It was probably just like, well, yeah, I mean, I don't want to be here either. That's the worst part of the nightmare, yeah. I had a real-life nightmare scenario at the very door you describe at GDC. Oh, yeah? Yes. Why? What I was walking at GDC this year. This is in year. real life. This and is a real-life scenario. <laughs> no, this was a really disturbing experience for me because there was a woman. Uh, she was there with, like, two other people, and she was talking about how much she hated Boston accents. She was, I'm well, not even kidding. Here from Rhode Island. Yeah. No, but it's close enough so that I, I felt the, the burn right here in my heart. She's like, they sound so disgusting. And, you know, it's bad enough when the guys do it, but when the women do it. And then she started going into this horrific, monstrous, like, rah, 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 kind of like talking, you know, horrible sounds. And I, I was so angry. I was so upset. I needed to duck into another business just so I wouldn't have to keep listening to this woman disparage my people like that. Unfortunately, it was Buca de Beppo, so you just fell into <laughs> a different <laughs> shitty racial stereotype. I sat in a Buca de Beppo family-style booth for four hours, yeah. eating a pasta bowl the size of a porn of plenty <laughs> out of a sparkly, glowing cup. <laughs> Out of a a plaster cast of the Pope's face with an LED tracer around the edge. (laughs) (laughs) I love Boca de Beppo said not that person or anyone. Said Boca de Beppo himself. Not not to be a butthole, but probably said that lady. Yeah. That lady. Probably loves it. That lady probably loves it. Hates Boca. Speaking of holes. Doesn't Buca de Beppo mean Beppo's hole? The hole of Beppo? It does. We can only, yeah. yeah. I'll meet you at Beppo's hole. <laughs> oh, that's not code. That's just at a shitty chain Italian restaurant. Where I buried my gold. <laughs> wow. Sorry. I'll meet you at Beppo's hole. pretense of like hidden treasure. Yeah, the guy's just like. A gold mine and it's breadsticks. What, <laughs> what bounty could be greater than all you can eat lasagna? <laughs> 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 
Beppo's hole for my birthday. Yeah, <laughs> Beppo's so hole. Just paying a visit to old Beppo's hole. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the way you said that sounded like you're going by yourself. This is like a, you, like a guilty pleasure that we all know you have. <laughs> Whip cut. Jake, Jake, where are you going, man? It's fucking 2.30. Just... Paying a visit to old Beppo's Hole. Oh, no. And then it's me with... It's you stress eating, basically. Swimming pool of rigatoni and an Italian margarita. (laughs) Video game. Jack Thompson's in those Aeneas Sarkeesian anti videos. Those guys are siding with Jack Thompson. It's... How can you... Also, Jack Thompson's not dead. Jack Thompson exists... And he's I in know. Gamergate videos. What? What I? I can't. You know what? Even. It all makes sense to me. It's. I can't it's even. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Jack it's just. Is related it's just to Gamergate in a weird way. Now he it's is. Very now well, so yeah. what felt weird about the entire phenomenon to me was having come into the industry at a time when Jack Thompson was the enemy, and you know anybody speaking out against violence in video games, and that was the fucking like call to arms, and that. It felt like that war, whatever, I don't know, as, as much as you can construct it to be a cultural war or whatever the fuck that was, was essentially won and created a space just in the minds of gamers that all this shit we, is ours. Like, this is the shit that we covet, like violent bullshit. We defend and, it. Yeah, yeah. And then it created the space that enabled maybe this much all the fucking garbage that is video games now that has then thus, you know, come to create this fucking shitty culture that is now just, oh, God, it just feels like full circle to me. It's It's insane, right? It's a little different. It's a little different, but it still feels that way to me. You could read, like, op-eds in EGM during the Jack Jack Thompson days that were like, this is bullshit. This guy's a fucking chotch. Yeah. I don't think that's what the language that you would use. Yes. <laughs> From Christian Boyer. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> like, you wouldn't see an outlet saying that, like a mainstream outlet no, saying that. No, but I think no, but- this is all of gaming and gamers uniting against that front. Right. The invaders were put away, and now we can all turn inward. Yeah. And it's just, that inward world. turn is what I'm it's talking so, about. It's, it's not, it's, it's not. It's so interesting like for the- me to realize that, like, when I was 14, I was in league and probably. Like point for point, hundred percent, like politically aligned with people who I now think are just yeah fucking psychotic. That's what I mean. Yeah. And then like when you get into the position of like well, the thing that's strange is that the Gamergate thing, the second war now though is basically a civil war. Yeah. As yeah. opposed, like it's now like the walled garden was defended <laughs> successfully. Yeah. And now it's people like. It's the weird ethnic cleansing, rooting out our own that we don't like because because the other part is done and now shitty utopia exists where you can stab each other in the face forever. Yeah, it's just I don't know. Yeah, I, I want this has not been podcast. I want to talk to 2008 me and just say you why. You should, you should definitely yoink uh, Nick's stuff. It's actually pretty good. I thought Nick made a bunch of cogent points while he was on like. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. It just it just feels like I want to talk to myself then and just say. Why are you spending this much effort defending a bunch of shit in games that you don't even think is admirable? No, or about, or morally responsible. That is a diff- it's a different conversation though, and that's the problem with all of it. I think is that when when it was an issue oh, of funny. government censorship of content inside of video games, you got people from all fucking walks 
defending that. That that gets into like I don't agree with what you're what you're trying to say inside of this medium, but I will defend your right to say it. Right. In part because I want to say something that is differently interesting. Like women right. suck. That's the problem now, though, is, <laughs> yes. is that now we're there. Now we're in a world where, yeah, it, it has eaten its own tail. It has fallen up its own ass so much that Jack <laughs> Hold Thompson... Hold on. Jack Thompson... I guess that makes sense if you were trying to eat your tail. Of, yep. You're trying to eat your tail. Eventually, your head would accidentally just, get in your If you're trying to eat the Peppo, you end up in the hole. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I would say Precisely. that video game uh, culture is in Beppo's hole. <laughs> but, like, yes. We're it so far Beppo's off Beppo's hole... <laughs> Jack Thompson, the previous That's enemy, the is now in a video with that guy who looks like Kane from Command and Conquer. Like, what has happened? Jack Thompson is appearing in anti. Kane has gone forward in time. Yeah. And oh my like, God. now we must. <laughs> Jack Thompson is, is in, in, appearing in hate propaganda, starring a lookalike of the villain of hate propaganda from Command and Conquer. Oh. But it's real. Yeah. Somehow this is real life. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's all just an ad for AMD. I think everyone died in the game, <laughs> and then that, they died for real. Yeah, it's you know, all a Ron Paul so campaign. It's not a the Ron Paul thing. campaign. It's not even a joke. The whole thing. I mean, it is a joke. It's a fucking joke, right? But it's. it's but some people don't but think people it's a joke. Make yes, this on the internet, and yes. it's real. Okay, sorry. I just started thinking that I just this is insane. It's not a joke. People made it on the internet, and yes. it's real. Yes. Says confused person who does not know. <laughs> real man from 1979 coming out of a coma. <laughs> I saw it on the internet. Therefore, it is real and important and worth discussing. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna end that with on idle thumbs, but then I realized that was again just a sentence yeah. that does not hold the water. It, the sentence is eating its own tail. Yeah, Beppo's hole. Beppo's yep. hole. We all know We're where all we are here. We're all. <laughs> you know, on this subject, of... I played a game. Sorry. Yeah, oh. oh wait, well, on this subject. Well, it, yeah, felt, gotta... it felt appropriate. I, I briefly, super briefly, would like to mention a game that is a joke that I played recently, even on the idle thumbs stream last night, called. Game of the Year 420 Blaze It versus <laughs> XXX Illuminati XXX 10 Wrecked. There's another part of that name, but I don't remember the rest. It's like pie. It's like how far can you go? This was a game. Jake's really into I wasn't it. expecting that. I didn't know that was the whole name of that oh, game. Oh, yeah. Okay, there's even more. Game but I forgot of the, year. The, the second half. <laughs> right. Um, it is a parody it's like shooter. Shut up and jam, Gaiden school. Basically, video yes, game names. It yeah. is, it's from that from that school for sure. It was a parody game made in the spirit of our montage parodies. So it's basically a bro shooter. Of what montage parodies? Uh, Reddit montage parodies. Sorry. Oh, I was oh, thinking oh. R montage parodies as if I was like looking at the URLs. Oh, I got you. Reddit montage parodies. Like the montage Bring that parodies shit into Reddit. our house. It, what, is a, what is a Reddit montage parody? It's a place where people go to make mashups of just ridiculous memes. You know, okay. dancing people. You'd love it. Crazy things. <laughs> yes. And okay. Also, just remind me, recap the name of this game again. <clears throat> game of the year 420 Blaze It Versus XXX Illuminati XXX 10 Wrecked Edition. And then there's another part that I Rick. don't remember. Okay, good. <laughs> but yes. Uh, it was made for 70 FPS, the seven-day uh, first-person shooter right, game jam. Yeah. Uh, and it is a game where you shoot a lot of guys, you drink a lot of Mountain Dew, you eat a lot of Doritos, and there's I a lot of Chris. dubstep and flashing lights. And memes happen. Every time you shoot a dude... 
a meme will appear on the screen. Like, oh, dancing no. guy oh. will come up on the screen or crazy things will happen. Uh, and the final boss is a, is a big boss. Uh, what? What? God, what is his boss? name in the Metal Gear the Metal Solid? Gear big Boss. Big boss. Oh, it's big a parody boss. with Shrek. It's the Big Boss in Shrek Swamp. It's just that Big Boss. The it's final boss big is boss. Big Boss. So the full name of the game is Game of the Year 420 Blaze It versus XXX Illuminati XXX Wow Out of Ten Hashtag Wrecked Edition Montage Parody The Game. Yes, yeah, sorry, That's I, the full. I forgot part of that. That's okay. It's fine. Slash you did thumbs. pretty good. I thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's ridiculous. They'd probably give you that on Jeopardy. Yeah, maybe. Like if you were like they're this. pretty. They're sticklers though. Sometimes Trebek can really just Trebek get can a jerk. Yeah, stick up his ass. Jerk back. What is this sick game? And you're like, <clears throat> sick game. <laughs> game of the year. <laughs> Four twenty blaze. Four twenty blaze it. XXX Illuminati XXX. <laughs> wow, out of ten. Wrecked edition. Hashtag, parody game of the year was that hashtag montage parody hashtag, hashtag, montage, no, hashtag parody. Edition. That's oh, wrecked edition there we go that montage was the hashtag. parody game game that sounds great how was it it's you know it's uh <laughs> <laughs> good it's exactly oh, we don't what it know. sounds like we, we absolutely yeah, do like, not oh, know yes it is exactly what it sounds that like does not help danielle it was a perfect intersection of theme and mechanics. Is it, is it fast paced? It's is it, very fast paced. Do you shoot and mechanically, a lot? it is actually it... feels pretty good. I mean, it it you know functions unlike many game jam games. Unfortunately, uh, it feels good. The mechanics feel very you know. Oh God, I'm like gonna say this in a way that sounds really stupid. Yeah, like when the memes pop out, it's actually kind of interesting. I spoke with him. I spoke. His name is Andy Sum. Is a developer. Uh, he made this in seven days and he actually spoke with me about like the way he generated each meme with what shot you use with the explosions with different things he actually Wait, the thought memes a lot are about generated this. well they're oh, pulled, oh they're sorry from your actions summon an appropriate image yes, macro exactly mm-hmm. where a dude will dance on the screen or whatever hmm. you know I guess I'll go look at twitch.tv slash idle thumbs you should to see do that this hot mess <laughs> yeah it is a hot mess. <laughs> Uh, by design, it seems. Yes, yeah. by design, definitely. Uh, this person seemed like a very intelligent, uh, you know, young guy who was trying to make a funny thing, and it works. It's ten minutes long. It's kind of fun. It's free. You know, you can just download I'm, it. I'm looking at screenshots, and it's just madness. It's, it's it is madness. It's yes. like a really, really detailed first-person shooter, arms and gun yes. kind of assembly. Is it the and Unity then, Ultimate FPS gun in hand? Kind of. It looks yeah. like it probably came from the asset store, yeah. And then, uh, like, there's the dog from Duck Hunt laughing against just infinite explosions. Um, fucking hacks is in Comic Sans on the screen. R.I.P. in Kill. It sounds like my favorite TF2 map. All the wallpaper is just is just the weed, like, yep. s- silhouette. Um, Unity should do a game jam where they give every team like two hundred dollars worth of asset store credit. <laughs> oh, that's a really like, good idea, game. man! I like. What if it's yeah. the asset store roulette? What if they're just like, okay, yes. you want to spend oh, for the game jam? Yes. Yes. Handle. yes. Oh my god! You get scuffed up helmet lens flare and <laughs> cat AI and <laughs> this chess piece. Oh my go. god! Like what? No, that's that's that is that's a really good. Really like, you get just, amazing lighting package and oh cool god. shader you, model you, you and just, a clown humanoid that works with the. <laughs> Soccer player animation. <laughs> like, 
if, yes. you know what you can do, honestly? Oh if you just God. found a sponsor or like oh, yeah. did a really small Kickstarter campaign, you could just run that game jam. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. God, oh, yeah. asset jam. Just write a script yes. that just, well, no, you just charge the, an entry the fee. Unity assets. Oh, that's true. You could charge an entry fee. You charge an entry fee to pay for one asset purchase, and then you've got whatever, 20 all, assets. purchases. And then other free assets. There's yeah. a lot of free garbage on there, too. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty amazing. If you just, yeah. you, you'd have to like lock out certain categories of the asset store that yeah. wouldn't be useful for like. Yeah. Or would they not be? No. I mean, I mean, like I big mean, infrastructural yeah, stuff. Sure. But it's like, like, yeah. like a yeah. MySQL database. You have a source control solution. Oh, cool. Thanks. I can check in my stuff. Yeah. But that would be a really, really funny idea for a game jam. That would be, that's basically the way, like, cooking competitions with a secret ingredient work. Yeah. It's the live sea urchin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is just Iron Chef. Oh, my God. Yeah. Fuck. The Iron Chef jam. Oh, my God. God, if everyone got a standard baseline of, you know, like, some a textures thing, thing from like, the environment thing yeah. from like programming from like yeah. a mechanic mm-hmm. design you have to one. use all of that and you get one from yeah. there yes. you get one from environment you they, get one right. from character like, whatever yeah, yeah. and you yeah. treat it is um if you enter like a 48 hour film festival they'll just say mm-hmm. this is your yeah. genre include yeah. these two props yeah. and a character has to say this line of dialogue anything else is up to you right so yeah, a game jam like this yeah just and you have to, you have to, you gotta use this bird be, AI. Yeah. And it has to be judged in such a way where the judges just apply, you know, a somewhat subjective. Yeah. No, like it's, it's all about, yeah, digest, it's all about the actual digestion. To make sure that yeah. this was important to it your game. It ends up being way more about yeah. the ideas and the fun factor mm-hmm. of the game. Yeah. Right. Which I think is what game jams should be about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Not should, but it's totally valid for a game jam to just be about the ideas and yeah. not necessarily. I think most of that's are, usually yeah. sort of yeah. the thrill of a game yeah. jam anyways, when people just say, mm-hmm. here's did the muscle weird cat showdown come out of a game jam or is that just come out of Mias's fucking crazy? Brain? I don't think well, they did their own game. just like year long game jam yeah. where they made a game every month. So we they, talked about them, but major oh, nice. bueno, yeah. they're a German, yeah. uh, like team, duo. just a duo. They're about to do like, they're about to do their weird next year thing, which is, I, I don't know how long they're doing it, but they're just going on tour traveling through the world making a video game with a documentary film crew following them so they're just going to do wow, installations of their game either every couple weeks or monthly or something like and they've got a crew oh, that's so putting out Mice like, is living a good it, life it might be like every well, no, week you got that American Airlines episode. package <laughs> yeah I was, I was gonna say <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> 1988 they, they both you know it's both Mice and the other guy whose name I can't remember and two just like 55 year old guys who bought those who are, who are, who are, who are <laughs> shepherding them around yeah, we're just fly them around for free first class do you guys remember speaking of outrageous airline promotions do you guys remember a few years ago when some airline did a thing where for like two or three months or something you could pay i don't know a, it was probably some, some amount of thousands of dollars yeah oh, I oh, think it was it was JetBlue. JetBlue. yeah, yeah. yeah and was. you could just fly unlimited for yep yeah they had like a summer of just, time just yeah. Yeah. JetBlue tickets for the man summer. i was so i think doug didn't doug do that i don't know i think doug tobacco our web programmer did that did you go to what? disney I th- maybe I'm wrong. I thought he did that. <laughs> Default yeah. assumption. He went to Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was a big Disney fan. Yes. He he, oh, he is. He totally is. Um, I desperately wanted to do that, but it's hard if you have a real job. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty tough. <laughs> but you could. But you could. If if a thing like that popped up, you could totally do an outrageous. I guess I'm going to show Muscle Cat Showdown in every town that JetBlue flies to. <laughs> Wake on, up, Newark. In the airport. Muscle Cat Showdown's yeah, coming to you. Up on the plane. Long yeah. Beach. Coming to Terminal jam. 2. Yeah. You're going to love it. <laughs> no, you uh, Muscle Cat Showdown is fucking now, cool. So, yeah, totally. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Make it work. Yeah. I played a video game that's really good. Oh, yeah, I think so. 
I haven't really assessed if it's really good because I've only played it for a couple hours. But it's called This War of Mine. That's a um. It's called This War of Mine. This War of Mine. Uh, you play. It's on Steam. Uh, it's a real game. It's not like early access or anything like that. It's twenty dollars. Slam. Oh. Yeah, that was mean, huh? That's fine. It's okay. No, but it's a, it's a complete release. But it's like a yeah, real yeah. game. It's a, it's a, complete it's a release. retail release. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's, that, it's this... I actually had to look and double, triple check that it wasn't... Uh, early access. Early access because it's a um, uh, 2D... I mean, it's on a 2D plane, but it's a 3D game where you manage a house full of refugees who are living in a war zone. And if... Uh, the like military finds you, they will shoot you on site. And there's a bunch of other refugees living in the city who will also like come raid you, who will like defend their like little homes with uh, a lot of, in a lot of different ways. And it's resource management in that you manage the sort of time of the three people that you have and their energy and their hunger and their health uh, to just survive for as long as possible. Right. And it sort of has like, um, sims like it's 2d it's it's sort of like uh it looks like like a um what's that called in like the life aquatic or like a wes anderson film when they oh, shoot at a diorama yes, yes. As a diorama uh, yeah. yeah it has like a diorama setup cross-section yeah cross-section setup of your house and to do things you sort of everything takes time and you click on little icons above an object so like if there was a fridge it would say there's so much food inside of it and you click like the little like chicken mm-hmm. bone and you can eat the chicken bone or whatever uh, so it's a sim style mechanic and you can just swap through your survivors. And then every during the day, you're improving your home and using resources that you found at night. So at night, you can choose you can tell people to sleep, to guard the home um, or to uh, go out and scavenge. And if you go out and scavenge, then a map pops up and you can t- send people around the city. Mm-hmm. And then when you get uh, if you send somebody to like, you know, whatever, abandoned church. You get another, you get a, a diorama view of that space okay. and you move through that stealthily and can swap between sort of stealth scavenge mode or attack mode if they have weapons with them. This kind of reminds me, it's it's clearly the presentation is totally different, but it kind of reminds me conceptually of Safe House Diaries. It is very similar mm. to Safe House Diaries. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I, it definitely almost feels inspired by Safe House Diaries and how the game works, but I think it's a more successful game than Safe House Diaries because, um, the pace of it is such that you're watching that you're watching things, you're watching interactions happen as opposed to being told the outcome of things that happened off screen. Mm. Safe House Diaries, if you guys remember, it was a game we talked about on Idle Thumbs that I really liked a lot, but was resource management of people surviving a zombie apocalypse, but mostly text based. This game is not text based. Mm. Um, it does have sort of like end of night and end of um, end of night text based rundowns. But the game is systemic in a way that is really, really wonderful. Um, For instance, I kept scavenging places that were unoccupied. And I got all the food out of them. And I was doing pretty well on a sort of upgrading my house. And I built built two beds. I had three three survivors. And I was like, two beds. That way one guy always goes out at night to um, to scavenge. Mm -hmm. So I would rotate through. Like, tonight's your tight, Marco, next night, Pavel, you're going out, etc. Bruno, you're the one after that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was working fine. And then uh, that happened. I did that okay for a couple nights. And then I got robbed in the middle of the night. And the dudes didn't wake up. So I was like, okay. <laughs> new plan. Bruno, you're staying up tonight. Pavel, you're sleeping. Marco, you're going out. We'll just rotate through that way. I go out with Marco. 
Um, and I'm like, well, what should I bring? You have to bring items with you. And you can't defend yourself unless you have a weapon. So I was like, okay, you bring the knife. We have one fucking knife. Oh, God. And I'm like, Marco, you bring the knife. Sure enough, I come back. And I'm like, guys, I got a bounty. And like, we had been attacked that night. And Bruno is just like savagely wounded. Oh, God. So I like bandage him up. And he's just like sleeps for the rest of the game. He just like keeps, he gets up and he's like, does a little thing. He's the best cook we have. So I'd make him cook because right. like the food is better and give you like, so I was like, Bruno, you have to cook. And he would cook like a couple meals and then be like, my, I'm worried that my wounds are going to open. I need to go lay oh, down. God. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. It's fucking amazing. mega harrowing. So pa- Pavel and Marco are just swapping off now. So like they go, one goes out to scavenge and one stays up and defends Bruno who sleeps. And they're just getting like increasingly more tired, increasingly more tired. Yeah. And finally, I scavenge everywhere with both of them that has no food left. And they're both exhausted to the point where they, they just won't do things in the day. So I'm not even improving my home now. Right. Like now I'm not like I need I really need to build like a rainwater capture device because it's really hard to scavenge water. But if you build that, you can just capture rainwater and they won't even do it because they're just so tired. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, because they can't they're not getting any sleep because ones they're just defending their this. View. This, you know, what's funny about this is yeah. this sounds like. If you were making a movie out of this, it would be kind of really high concept and alienating or potentially, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. this weird thing. It'd where be it's very like hard actual, to watch. The actual nemesis is like our own sleep or whatever. You know what they're I mean? just the yeah. being of, like this the being slowly <laughs> eroded. Right. Being slowly eroded by your circumstances. It was yeah. playing very small. But in, but in the game, it's yeah. totally different because you are like actively stressed out yourself Is it where you're also you have so many choices time. to make yeah. there's enough yeah. choices in the game oh, where every sure, time yeah. you're thinking about time passing you're like fuck it i think i'm just gonna put these guys in bed and just say go fuck it tonight we're not going scavenging but we're hungry we have no food no scavenging tonight get hungrier but we'll get good sleep yeah so i put the guys in beds um i do it for two nights bruno stays in bed because he's like still wounded but it says he's recovering and then um pavel and marco switch off sleeping but now we're just everybody's just like extremely very very hungry so i'm like okay marco i'm looking at the map and it's like neighborhood house says like lots of food caution which means like or or danger like it kind of tells you like if there's gonna be people there so i'm like caution so i go in and uh I like sneak around and you can peek in through doors before you open them. And sure enough, I see a couple sitting next to the sitting at the fire. And I'm like, I go in because I don't know what's going to happen. And they're like, what are you doing? Get out of here. Get the fuck out of our house. Get out of our house. And the, like dad grabs a knife. So I like pull my knife Oof. and he's like, drop your fucking knife and get the fuck out of my house. Oh, my and, the, and the woman runs into the basement. So I'm like, oh, what do I do? Do I stab this guy? And I'm like, and I see there's like a fridge behind them. They were actually talking oh, about man. dinner. They were talking about dinner when I walked in. I forgot. Oh, they were like God. talking oh, about food. Oh, so no. like, I swear to God. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. And like the guy was sick. He needed medicine, but they had a lot of food because they were talking about their ability to cook and stuff like right. this. So I send Marco home with nothing. Now we're extremely hungry again. Oh, the next God. time I send Pavel out, send him right back. And Pavel walks in, walks straight to the fridge. And like, what are you doing? Get out of here. Get out of here. Again, like woman runs into the basement. Guy's got the knife. Pavel just robs them, never pulls his knife out, and walks out. Oh. And the dad's just like, well, you're stealing from us. You're going to kill. And like oh he's like shaking God. this knife at me. Oh, and man. Pavel just walks out. Oh, Comes back. Bruno has died in the night. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And he sits down. And Pavel's just like, I robbed from these people. Yeah. They're going to die because of me. And Pavel now won't get up. So we have food. Marco like starts cooking for Pavel and Marco. And he can't get Pavel to eat. 
Because he's oh just like, God. I'm bro- like, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I did my that. God. I can't believe I did that. So I send Marco to just like go over and like sit with Pavel and they just sit there all day and talk. And finally Pavel like gets up and goes to sleep. And I'm like, all right, this game is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's fucking awesome. It's really, really good. What um wow. is it sort of like a fictional war? Is it set in a real It seems Eastern European, sure, like Bosnia sure. sort of style conflict. <clears throat> um I would love to see like more takes on the thing that I think would be fascinating if this game does well for this team, it's called they're called like War Kid or they're called Eleven Bits or something. Eleven like bit that. Eleven Bit Studios, yeah. Um Eleven Yeah. I would love to see other conflicts, but having the like around the world with it take into consideration like the cultural nuances yeah yeah and yeah. um, there are God, mechanics like, that are lacking that feels... suck like i wish i could go into somebody's house and like bring them the medicine like i wish yeah, i could totally. have brought that guy medicine and been like because people can come to me and trade people right. come to your right, house right, right, and right, like right. knock on the door and they're like will you take us in we have a kid and you're like no yeah. <laughs> like be gone you know <laughs> or whatever or like hey i have stuff to trade and like if you find like alcohol or coffee it's big on the trade like you can totally nice. trade alcohol and coffee always it feels like yeah. an incredible gift that this isn't like a zombie game yeah. it's or a post-apocalyptic game. Yeah. Like that feels like a miracle. Yeah, it's it really right. Does. It's absolutely it's wonderful. like incomprehensible. Yeah, it's yeah. like inconceivable that someone would release a game like this and have it not be zombies or nuclear apocalypse or something. No, it's just life. It's so good. But I would love to see this in like Kandahar or something. I would yeah. love to yeah. see this in like mm-hmm. like. Ugh, you know a different like i would just like this uh, different cultures and that how the nuances of those conflicts and cultures like completely change the mechanics of the game to like stay on theme um or different weather systems or different yeah i mean no cold like matters like it's okay, we're in good weather right now so like my characters just are like it's like they're warm i don't have to build fire oh, and heating God. it but it's it's bad news like oh the other thing that happened and i like i'll try to stop talking because i feel like i'm spoiling the game is that so that all happened bruno died Marco, um, but also they were attacked that night, so Pavel's wounded, but not seriously. Um, he's bad now, but like it started as just like a minor wound. Right. Um, Marco's, uh, or sorry, I'm getting him flopped. One of them's broken and one of them's wounded. Bruno's dead, and I'm like, well, this is fucked. Like we're gonna run through this food, and these guys are gonna die. And we started running through the food. We got all the way through it. One, get, the guy who got minorly stabbed, took a turn for the worse, and I couldn't find bandages every time I would go out. And it just got like so bad. And then one day a, a woman showed up and she was like, can I stay with you? And I was like, yeah, yeah, come in for sure. And then the next day I found food and I was like, oh my God, like things are turning up. Like it's like, it's, it was, she was like this uplifting spirit, even though she yeah. didn't do anything. Right. Just mm-hmm. her presence. Like, was like fresh blood. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. I was like, oh, it felt so uplifting. Yeah. Nothing amazing. about the game changed. Like oh, the tone awesome. was all really dark, but yeah, it felt amazing. so uplifting. I was like, oh, maybe things are actually going to get better. Like maybe like Marco's going to make it like Pavel's fucked. <laughs> or, like, <laughs> <laughs> but like maybe like fuck. one of these guys. Yeah. Like- you know, like it doesn't look like that's going to happen, but <laughs> um, we'll see. I'm like, is there 14. an end state or like it's what? a survive as long as possible situation? Okay. So I don't really know yet. So. I've only been playing for a couple hours. Yeah, yeah, fucking good though. I awesome. Really it's called this. this War of Mine. You can get it on Steam. It's nineteen ninety nine. It's worth every single penny thus far. Even if just like it can deliver one of those emotional moments in a pay- like a single payload of its possibility to you, it feels worth the money to me. Yeah. yeah. Like even if it's like oh the game, I wish it had more mechanics or I wish whatever whatever whatever. It's definitely not a perfect game, and I would de- I, there's a bunch of ways I think it could be improved. And it can be improved, I think, in like an update, to be honest. I don't think mm. they're like, yeah. I don't necessarily think they're like paradigm changing sh- uh, design changes that need to be made. But um, it's completely worth the money. Like support a game like this if you're at all interested in something that's not zombies. It's <laughs> fucking rad. It's really fun. 
Oh, it was bonkers. I didn't expect. Yeah. I expected none of. I don't know what my expectation of what this game was, but it was zero percent of what you just described. Oh, you you will like it a lot. It, it's like it, it's like it, it's it the feels. Dad, you know what? It feels very much like FTL a little bit. Oh, it definitely feels like The Sims meets FTL. Weird. Kinda. Yeah, I right. see that. But with a survival war. Yeah. Real war, yeah. not not yeah. video game. The war. husband yeah. not attacking you. It was is amazing. The, is the moment yeah. that sold that game for me. Yeah, because yeah, it's just like every other game. It's that like, oh, I aggroed him. Be, yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that choice feels like, yeah, man, fuck. And I really want to yeah. know what happened to them. Like, just as a, as a person hearing the story, like, I'm like, what happened? They to moved them? to America. They're I good. I hope they're okay. <laughs> they live yeah, in North yeah. Carolina now. That's what I told Pavel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Don't worry, they're getting out. No, they're good. They're going to live in Detroit. They're going to be shrimp. The you know, what, honestly, you saying that is one of the things that is the most that is the thing actually that makes it most um, affecting about what this game's actually about, right? Because in a zombie game or in a post-apocalyptic game, it's always like everything's fucked forever, or yeah. like there's a mythical place that I've heard might be okay. There's always that, right? It's right. always that trope, always. But in this case, it's like there's a developed world that just exists. But right. ours is not that. Yep. Like we're just in hell. Yeah. Not because the world has to be because of a virus mm-hmm. or because of like a fucking like monster global yeah. event. Yeah. yeah. But just because this is what actual human life leads to right. sometimes. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing in the game that ever says like this is World War Three. This right. is a conflict in a shitty area of the world. Mm-hmm. This could be, you know, Ukraine in two months or whatever. Yeah. Like it's just bad there. Yeah. Sucks really good i mean as a piece of work not as like a you know a truth. Yeah. <laughs> not, yeah. not as a global truth <laughs> yeah oh it sounds fucking awesome yeah so check it out this war of mine anybody else play any cool video games <laughs> I, I played the uh monument valley expansion oh oh you, you got sucked into paying for that cash grab i ponied up a dollar 99 i forked wow, over seems Quite you know, a sum, if a I remember tidy sum. It's pretty greedy to me. The original game is what ten levels. Four ninety nine, ten levels ten, for four ninety nine, and this this uh this so called expansion pack, this greedy dev cash grab, eight <laughs> levels for two dollars. They probably should have just called it Monument Valley Two and charged two dollars for it, or built two level and charged five dollars for it. it seems to be one of those, which would have been the actual greedy thing to do. What if it was free and it just gave a bump to the community who loves the game? <laughs> iOS App Store. Anyway, sorry, you played eight levels of Monument Valley. Yes. It's like the, you're describing the fucking giving tree. It's true. You're yeah. describing the book where, like, the, the guy comes tree. back and he's God, like... You're right. I, Wait, <laughs> okay, we need to actually paint yeah, the sorry, context for what we're talking about if we're going to talk about that part of this. Yeah, Because yeah. I don't think people necessarily know. Um, the Well, I'll talk about the game first. I'll come back to that. So the game itself, I mean, it's an expansion in in a, the very traditional sense, right? It's more Monument Valley levels. Um but what's cool about it is, and, and also, I feel like it. I feel like I completed them faster than I completed levels in in the original Monument Valley. But that might be because I didn't spend any time ramping up. You know, I sure, just knew exactly yeah. what I was doing, so I just played Monument Valley for a right. while. But the thing I will say is that it really felt like they understand what you can do in a Monument Valley level at this point. Nice. Like they, yeah. the, the well, amount. That's really good. Cause... Yeah, the amount of Escher stuff like the amount of just like crazy perspective warping man that's incredibly exciting because i felt like they barely started to scratch it right at the end of the first Mm -hmm. game yeah which this is sorry this is a dumb jump but that's like 
Double Fine's uh, adventure game stacking. I had that. I, I felt very similarly to stacking that I did with Monument Valley. I completed stacking, and I got to the. And stacking is a game where you play as a tiny uh, Matryoshka Mas- doll, yeah, yeah. like a little, like the little Russian doll that gets inside the other doll. And when you go inside of those dolls, you get their powers. A and you stacking solve, doll. A stacking doll. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. But throughout the entirety of that game, I was just like, okay. When is this going to go to the next level? When are you going to get to the last three test chambers of Portal 1 of your right. mechanics? Yeah, where it's right. just like this compounds on itself so much yep. that I can't deal with it. But I can always deal with it in stacking. Mm-hmm. And I can always deal with the Escher stuff in Monument Valley. And I was just like, you guys have it. Just do the level that is out of control that yeah. is just right. everywhere. So it, this, yeah. is not quite, um, this is not quite last test chambers in Portal because it's... There's never a point in well, this. This game's game. tone is also never yeah. going to get you there. Right, you know? exactly. But I mean, also, it never becomes extremely challenging, right? Like, right. they clearly tuned it to be accessible to most people. The, but the, the your, your level from... of kind of surprise yeah, and that's, delight. Yeah, that's what I want. As, I, just, yeah. I want my sort of just excitement and surprise at the twists that they put into the design to be yeah. escalated. Beyond it's really good, were. especially yeah. because by nature, Jake, as you sort of implied, <laughs> you're always surprised in a quiet way. Right. Because they just give you the level and you just go. And so there's never a moment where they blow your mind with the crazy thing. You just notice it as you're dragging a thing. Right. And you go, ha, ha, that goes across here. Uh, like the, <laughs> right. I, I don't know if this counts as a spoiler in the context of this game, but do you, you, guys, do you guys remember the four block tall companion, yeah. yellow companion totem thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. silent buddy yeah. who now has a bunch of fan art and stuff. Yeah. Right. Yes. So, that unsurprisingly comes back in the Monument Valley expansion. Um, I can't imagine anyone is shocked by that. And there's a part where it splits up into four pieces, and you mo- you move them all independently. And so you're sliding them like on top of each oh, other man. across. Great. You know, Do you perspective them back into the character? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's and awesome. so yeah. there's um, there, there's just stuff like that throughout it that's really cool, and it just feels like it was designed by a team that has become very fluent with the tools that they established in the original game. It's definitely not astonishing, you know, but I'm totally, totally happy. I paid $2 for it and I'm really happy that it, that they, it exists at, you know, a deeper expression of the mechanics they already, they are. And it's also, it's totally understandable that it took them a while to get to this point because it, when you're making a new game, it's really hard to suddenly know all of the things that you can do with the tools that are in it. As, uh, you know, that's actually a harder thing than probably a lot of people appreciate. Um, it's, and it kind of takes a sequel sometimes to actually understand that. Um, Classic phrase. It takes, it a, takes sequel. a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a bummer, right? Cause I'm not a big sequel fan most of the time, right. but it, that, that, that specific <clears> thing. And then is it takes about totally five true. sequels until your faces are exploding. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. your old man children and stuff. So, <laughs> so yeah. the, the other, <laughs> The other thing that is noteworthy about this expansion is that it was accompanied by a complete uh, App Store review revolt on the part of its community um, who flooded. I don't know if these people were its community. They were people who paid money for the original. They're in the App Store community, but I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like, I guess, yeah. What is your community on the App Store? Like, yeah, I mean, I I think it's a little different, right? They're the most public facing community that game has, though. Yeah, they're the ones who are writing reviews of your Mm -hmm. thing and creating an outward facing, like, face that isn't you um uh and so the the whatever you call them some but i think the reason i would call them community and not just customers is because most customers don't write reviews sure these I'm are the ones you. who I'm did with you. I came um, my so so the 
reviewing customer base of Monument Valley. Which we'll heretofore refer to as... Valleyites. Butts. They they launched a total revolt against this game, um, just flooding the App Store with one-star reviews of this game and criticizing the devs for being greedy for daring to charge $1.99 for this content. And... What, what's this amazing game. is that if you go to the, the toucharcade.com um, coverage of this actual controversy, there's a, there's a Touch Arcade editorial saying, isn't this a shame that people are, are you butts. know, yeah, being such butts about this. And then the first <laughs> comment on that story is, well, but if you think about it, uh, they really shouldn't have charged money for this. That's really quite greedy. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Um. So I don't know. It's it's a really and so that happened. That kind of everyone got kind of up in arms about that last week. And then just coincidentally, today, um, I heard about this game, A Sailor's Dream, which I guess came out a couple weeks ago. I wasn't familiar with it. It's the same it's from the same developer as Yearwalk and Device Six, Smogo. And I thought, oh, that seems kind of interesting. I wonder what the what the deal with this is. So I went I just went to its app store page and it costs three ninety nine or four ninety nine, right? Again again one hand worth or fewer dollars, not many dollars. And, uh, one hands worth is a really funny way of it's like, you really underpriced your hands there, man. <laughs> sorry. One <laughs> my hand for four bucks. Got the fingers whole on hands off. worth <laughs> of dollars. I and double, um, I need a McDouble. There's the, there's the hand, it. there's the Jose Canseco hand. <laughs> there's just the, the whole monetary system. <laughs> and, um, and I, you know, I wasn't, going out of my way to look for more examples of this, I was just on a totally different thread seeing a game existed. And I went to it. And of course, there's all these reviews on it with one star oh, complaining about how expensive it is. Uh, and then saying things like, I can't believe this. They're censoring all my reviews. I have to keep reviewing it again because of this price thing. But First I think amendment. actually, but I think what actually just happened is that whenever you release an update to your game, they just... They flush. Yeah, you can press the all versions reviews yeah. or current versions. Right, version. but I think what just happened is this person just reviewed a previous <laughs> version of the game uh, and is just so primed to be outraged over everything that's going on. Um, what? But it's, when does that happen? <laughs> <laughs> it's just the whole thing left me really bummed out about what people expect for... What people expect from people who actually make things. Yeah. I, well, it's crazy because that person wouldn't turn around and give a one-star review to a free-to-play game that had an energy system because they've been conditioned to know that that's how you pay for these games. Yeah. And that's the thing that's really distressing. It's just like you're paying for the fact that it's going to give you something that you either like or don't like, which you should be accustomed to consuming media for the past 20 years of your life. And it's not going to ask you for another dollar. Well, it speaks it's, to something actually that is pretty... That is, sorry, go ahead, Nick. I don't know. It, it, to me, it feels like, I don't know how conf it's, it's, mm, I don't know. You can't, you can't chalk this up to a concerted effort on any front, but it feels to me almost as if this is like a political sort of pressure that is creating an atmosphere that they're hoping will just drive the expectation down. Like, it feels like if you're a person who is going to go on a page and, you know, take the time to write that review, you're just hoping every developer 
you know, is almost scared into we'll providing. Out. Right. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. feels like, oh, man, like it almost feels like a fucking lobby or something where it's just. I it's, think it's, it's probably not an organized. It's, it's, not, it's definitely not organized. It's that's, just, so that's not the right term. It's the amalgamation but, like, of people. But I think I think you're probably not wrong that there is some it's, passive yeah. or subconscious realization that the balance of power is a little different than it once was in that you can make you that can threat a public and it yeah. has yeah. power by virtue of it existing yeah. mm-hmm. on the same plane, literally the, like the yeah. screen of your phone as the product. Yeah. So that, that's the that's the result that I think the action, but I think the um, psychological phenomenon that leads to this is actually something you see in a lot of uh, dynamics, not just related to to economics, but that people generally will get more outraged about a thing that they notice than that they don't, even if they're philosophically more fine with the thing they know about, right? This Mm -hmm. is a PR problem all the time. If you acknowledge that your company has done something wrong, you're probably in a much worse position than a company that actually has done something wrong and never cops to it. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's a really distressing phenomenon, but it pops up all the time. If you're honest about a security breach, you're you're going to take way more shit than if you had a small one that you never actually told anyone about and people just didn't find out about it. It's the same thing goes with or like, even if people like the media finds out about it. The media, yeah. And then you still just never cop to it. Right. Yeah. You can mm-hmm. still and it's an unconfirmed rumor. Right. You know, there, yeah. there's a lot of ver- versions of this. It it pops up in a lot of different facets of modern society like in in a society where mass media exists and mass communication exists and like things like really broad types of sort of economic pricing uh models exist it's really distressing and when you have to especially when your job deals with kind of facing the public you start to become aware of a lot of this stuff and it's really depressing. One and it's, might it's think a that this is yeah. why you need politics, a, by the way, is a wash in this. I'm sorry. Go this ahead. is yeah. maybe why you need a strong press and strong whistleblowers, because the only reason if you're the company that commits the tiny security breach that you don't tell anyone about the only reason because of what you just said, your only motivation to actually disclose it, to wade out into the shit that, you know, exists yeah. is that, you know, that someone is, might, the, the potential yeah. fear is worse. There is an in, there's yeah. an institution out there that is going to catch you and make it twenty times worse because you didn't say something. Right. right. Because as bad as it is to be the person who says something, Ugh. it's worse to be the person who doesn't say something and gets caught for it. No, it's totally true. But oh. if there's no one left to catch you for it, oh. okay. Just, Either say what's going on or Nick, shut up. A little baby spider. A tiny spider just lowered itself from the ceiling <laughs> in front of Jake's face. It's way down. It's okay. It's it was just amazing. Roll around free in the studio. That's oh god, cool. it's on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> It's gone now. Oh, good. That spider is a metaphor for a one-star review. Uh, (laughs) I just realized I forgot to explain how this was related to the price thing, at least what I was getting at. The thing I was getting at is that, um, to your point about um, uh, free-to-play stuff, even though the free-to-play model is obviously more profitable at scale, um, which is why companies adopt it, and is obviously a far more potent marketing term – I'm sorry, marketing uh, ploy – the well, you're thing that, anyone that it costs money, right? Exactly. You're not acknowledging that it costs money, right. even though it totally does cost no, money. No, I think you totally. No, I it's think it totally free. validates. I mean, maybe every now and then, if you want, you can do. You don't have to pay. You don't have to yeah. pay. You don't have to with Monument Valley, there is an upper hard technical ceiling to the amount of money it is possible for you to spend on that game. You can spend a maximum. But, 
of of I like what? free to play games. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not the sort of person. Yeah. I'm not the sort of person who would spend money on a free to play game. I mean, I know that you can, but like, I wouldn't do that. Don't look at my <laughs> iTunes monthly statement. But I mean, I am not the sort of person who would do that. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, maybe one day I could become a millionaire, so I'm going to vote for a bunch of garbage tax legislation. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think there's any credence to the idea of keeping customer reviews, but just not letting people star them? No. I was like, imagine if you walked up. No one would ever do that. You know what I mean? It's like. That jumps up a whole level, though, too. Do you think there's a point in keeping dot, dot, dot reviews, but not rating them? No, I mean, my question, I mean, it's it's interesting, right? Because it's like, if you're off a computer, there's no other real place in your world or your life where you go to make a purchase or experience something that's subjective, has subjective quality, where right next to the buy button or right next to the purchase transaction is people's you're, thoughts about it. You're right, although... Movie tickets on the internet. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm saying... Well, he's saying anywhere offline. on a computer. Anywhere I offline. said offline completely. Oh. Right. Yeah. Although, I mean, online reviews although, are everywhere. You're, right? yeah, you're, yeah. you're right, sort of, except that that will it's going to become a moot point anyway because Amazon already has an app where you can take it into any store in the world, point out a barcode, and it'll yeah, take it yeah, to the Amazon Yeah, yeah, the future, we're, we're fucked. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not... But I mean, I'm just... I'm entertaining a better ecosystem in my brain, right? Yeah. Like, is... I mean, it feels like if you want to get beyond this as a society, do you try to like push through ideologically, like keep charging for apps, get customers associated, like just accustomed to like the broad spectrum of app pricing, or do you try to solve it mechanically? You're probably, I'm probably, I think I just talked myself into like in my brain, like whatever review systems can just stay the way they are forever. They, they have to, right? Because right. you can't when there's millions and millions of apps on the app store. Yeah. What is someone supposed to do faced up against this impenetrable wall of right, things they can right, buy? Right. I guess it's just it has to be an ide- ideological war then. Yeah. Right? And I wonder if there's anything Apple can actually do, right? Like, I don't think Apple has any interest in doing anything. I'm not asking that. if they have any interest. I'm talking academically. Like, could you yeah. like it? Are there, could they yeah. improve the system? Yeah. I just think or developers brains... able to flag reviews for things like price. Apple just says straight up, we will not let you give you a one star review or a negative review for the cost of an app. That's just, they decide that because Tim Cook comes in to work pissed off one day. Right. You know, like, does that help? You know, I don't know. It's interesting. And also, does it actually impact the sales of Monument Valley? That's a big question. I also know that game did fucking bonkers in Asia. Inexplicably. The first one? Yeah. 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 Did, it was like, I wonder, I wonder how they're doing because I, it's, it's, it's impossible to know how well the expansion's doing just, Right now, I'm not going to find this information out right now, but I wonder how it's doing because I remember when it came out, the developers were clearly extremely bummed about what was happening, which doesn't mean it's sold bad. It just right. means that they're human beings who react to getting sh- shit upon for yeah. no reason. You mean when um, the expansion came out? When the expansion out. came out. For sure. Yeah. I remember they, it was, they, they said, we are bummed. They actually just said, this is, this yeah, yeah, we are yeah, bummed. Right. And, you know, maybe it's selling really well and they were just bummed, understandably, about that. I, I would, that's exactly how I'd feel if I were them. Me too. Yeah. I mean, if the game did well to, like, keep letting me have my career, that's awesome. But, like, you don't make a game like Monument Valley for the money. Right. Right. Because you make it for enough money to make the next one. mm -hmm. That's You look at that game and anybody who makes stuff can tell you the guy who sat down or the lady who sat down to make this did not sit down to become rich. They sat down to 
continue, hopefully continue a career making things like this. Had Monument Valley only done fine and had it not been met with an outpouring of love from the thousands of tens of thousands of people who played it, their next project probably would not have been, okay, you know, we're going to open the level editor and make a bunch more of the same thing that we already made. They obviously made that stuff because they were just begged to by people. Yeah. Yeah. So then to have those people immediately flip back around and be like, you know what? Fuck you. Greedy. Like, you know, we could have just made something else that you probably would have liked less than this. The Room 2 didn't experience anything like this because it wasn't an expansion, right? No. Yeah, Yeah. they just called it the Room 2. I mean, again, I think (laughs) the Room... I think the Room is right. Friday Night at Freddy's 2 is now at the top of... It's like 4 right? Yes. It's at the top of every sales chart and it came out, what, two months after the original or something insane? And, like, no one's jumping on that guy. Had they changed the main menu called it Monument Valley 2 and had like a slightly different color palette or like a slightly different lighting on it. Mm-hmm. Amazing deal. $2 for the sequel. This is what App Store users crave. So yeah. I have a question. Much. I have a question, right? Like, should they have just done that? I like, guess actually, not, I guess so. In hindsight, in hindsight so like is basically the market pressures and like the market is more than just the sale, like the dollar to dollar revenue. Like, the, does the ecosystem of the app store just mean that's what you should do. So like the monument Valley folks should take their lumps and then just do that in the future. I don't know. I think well, you need, sorry, go ahead, Nick. I don't know. You see that a lot on the app store. I mean, you see a lot of hard and fast sequels. Well, you, that are yeah. Because I mean, it's the, not like in the, 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 it might be the expectation. Cause I mean, clearly like part of this is just precedence. Like they're right. just used to getting the free thing right. because the they played update. so many games so, that like, did that. And so maybe like, that's okay though. Right. If we live in a world where like, we all just expect updates to be free, but sequels to be full price. And then choosing whether you want to and update you can just your... fucking 1984 it into whatever you want to call the thing you're releasing. Right. I'm, th- I'm not saying it's good. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, I'm just I know. saying like, I think that, like, uh, is that like, I think maybe they just fucked up and or sp- they spoke the wrong language to the customer. I think yeah. a mutated version of that is what happened in the AAA space too. I mean, yeah. it's not literally, yeah. it's not a sure. literally one-to-one correlation, but we used to get big blockbuster games, yep. especially in the PC space. Then the next year, what they would have is an expansion pack. And the year yes. after that, they would have an expansion pack. And those were things that you'd pay a third of the price of the game for. Yeah. And you'd install it, but it would assume you already had the previous game. And at a certain point, I feel like people said, why are we doing this when we could just be putting a two or a three on the box yeah, and putting well, more cutscenes in it? And like, the, yeah. the sort of like expansion DLC thing that is sort of, re, you know, But those are all far thing. smaller than what an expansion pack used to be. Well, some of them are. Some of them are. But like Bioshock the Far Cry. Was bucks. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Far Cry 3, Blood, whatever. Like they're, oh, they're Blood like Dragon. large. Blood Dragon was yeah. standalone. It, that's what I mean, though. I mean, it feels yeah, like well, that. That feels like a the sequel branding for this version right. of like pack. It feels like it all kind of collapsed down into yearly sequels and then now has exploded back out through dlc into this other thing but we also still have there is just the same but more with yeah. a slight twist every year for yeah. triple a stuff yeah, well, yeah i think course, yeah, it's funny because yeah. i think we can yeah. i think we can i think it's safe to presuppose that had the monument valley folks added two levels made it monument valley 2 and sold it for 4.99 they would never have received a negative review about well they maybe would have received they would have received, they they received, received the same amount of negative reviews about price as they would have on the on the first one. Even if it had just been called Monument Valley subtitle and it had been a separate app in the App Store, right? right, right. Yeah, that's what I mean. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't like, call you it. You don't even need to put a two on it. Yeah. You don't have to call it. Two. Amount, but um, what's the Angry Birds model? If it had been the thing is, that's actually that's true. Worse. Angry Birds is just that. There's how many fucking Angry Birds yeah. skews? But I mean, yeah, but and they're not the only ones. I mean, that's just bad for the consumer. Yeah, exactly. It's ultimately worse. It's ultimately a bad world. But they think they're happier. Yes. Yeah. Or at least they don't question it. They don't think about it as much. I think that's but, the like, thing, right? Maybe it's the way to go, though, because, like, I think the people who love Monument Valley 
like Monument Valley at $3 or at $5. And I think for people who like are really, really into the gaming culture, which is a very like small percentage, the one to 2% of people who really understand the game, like, like people like Chris, like are happy to give a developer like that $5. Mm -hmm. Like, Right, I think it's well, the haters it's don't buy it within yeah. the culture of the App Store game playing and buying community, which is a community in and of itself, which may not align hundred percent with the people who in the indie game scene bless Monument Valley on Twitter, but like the people sure. who play Angry Birds, and Angry Birds is a shitty just catch all for yeah. iOS style games. The slot that Monument Valley charged two dollars for is the slot that usually fills with. Angry Birds campaign three, four, five, six right. inside of Angry Birds one. The place that you pay money for is Angry Birds in Space or Angry Birds yeah, Rio, Star Wars or whatever. And, yeah. and like, that's where like just within the culture of how you build iOS games, it is true that that is the place that usually you like. Or where's my water? You stack. You have the little pictures that you. Yeah, scroll you shouldn't through. bring up where's my water because they fuck. I end up sucking for them. Yeah, I know, but like yeah. it's it's that they adopt. They tried to adopt the same model as Angry Birds, but like yeah. that's. The, I think the expectation that you have is that if I'm scrolling past levels. At some point, the app is going to update, and I can just scroll a little bit further. I can right. get more of these, or I can pay a few dollars for a different app in the App Store, and it's going to have its own other set of them. Right. I don't. I don't think that like that is the reality. Sorry, that is the reality. I think that we live in with these sorts of games. It still makes me really sad and frustrated that people are crapping on Monument Valley for doing a thing for that sure. is in any other oh, space yeah. normal. But you're, I think, Sean, that you're right. That like, they're two separate ideas. At a certain like, point, like maybe they fucked up, but not because they priced their game wrong. It's just because they didn't it's play just, the rules. They didn't yeah, play by like, the. They didn't play yeah, by the rules. It's weird though because those rules are not codified. The rules anywhere. are bullshit. They're lies. Yeah, yes. It's horseshit. It's bad for the consumer. <laughs> yeah. Like they're stupid. Yeah, the like, way to make like, the what you do is you charge five bucks for Monument Valley two, and you drop the price of Monument Valley one to a dollar, and you make money on both SKUs, and you say fuck all y'all. And you just make more money. Yeah, but they but did it's the bad. But like, or you spend, or you get to spend two dollars and enjoy the game. It's funny though because yeah. like, the, I, I played. Do you remember <sighs> Tiny Wings, that iOS game? Yeah, I was going to bring up Tiny Wings because, yeah. Yeah. because what the developer of that said, which is the ultimate opposite direction of Monument Valley, but I, I also think it didn't do very much for him. He said, "You know what, Tiny Wings One that you already own, I've renamed it Tiny Wings Two. Yes. It is Tiny Wings Two It contains all the features that I would have put in a four pay Tiny Wings." But it's just a full update that replaces your copy of Tiny Wings 1. It has different birds. It has all sorts of weird, just like yeah. multiple game modes. Like it has had some multiplayer co-op or some like thing where you could have multiple characters in the space at the same time. I didn't hear shit about Tiny Wings 2 other than it came out. It had like, a cool trailer. Like, yeah. <laughs> but like I really respected the guy for doing that, for just being like, you know what? I'm going to do the ultimate but version. But that's, that's like to go back to the first like comparison I made. He is just the giving tree then. Yeah. He's literally yeah. just take my branches, well, I, turn me, like, cut me down, like, no, turn I, me into a boat, I don't come back, sit on my fucking stump, because, like, pack me full of farts. I put out a couple. <laughs> that's the last page of the giving tree. I put out a couple <laughs> farting into the dis stump. disgruntled tweets about Monument Valley, where I was like, you know what? I think it, I just it sucks that people are saying this stuff. And the reply that I got was, well, what people traditionally do in the iOS space is update their app for free because they expect that that is then going to boost them up the charts. It's going to make people be evangelists for their product. Blah, blah, blah. The same stuff that... Giving tree. Yeah, like, yeah I'm but, not and, saying... And I'm yeah, sure yeah, Tiny yeah. Wings guy was like, you know, I'm not doubling down on this. I'm tripling down on this. Tiny Wings 2 is Tiny Wings 1. I'm going to take the App Store, like, bloom halo effect. No, he is the giving tree. And I'm yeah. going to go crazy on it. But, <laughs> but, but his expectation is it's going to make me a shitload of money. Also, like, it's going... I think the giving tree expected a hug. At the end, <laughs> I think she was like, "Hey, 
that, about a little yeah. something for the effort. It's, little, it's different though. I think. Oh. It's the fart. <laughs> like Rovio saying we're gonna put out three X the levels because it's Christmas time. They're not the Giving Tree. They're expecting that it's gonna put them up to number one and yeah, the yeah, numbers yeah, are yeah, gonna yeah. spike expectations. I mean, I am. You know, I am. Uh, I think yeah. Sean, when Sean makes a Giving Tree analogy, I think he's saying the consumer is acting like the shitty kid that abuses the Giving Tree. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the, that's yeah. the dynamic. I don't think we should expect the... the people who make content to like continually let like no, I, hear my branches, hear my apples, I don't whatever. I, just, I think the tiny tiny wings too is an interesting example because he went so far and got. We also don't know if that we don't know if he got he nothing out so of it. Maybe that's true. Maybe he made no end, idea. It didn't, it didn't matter. matter. I just ah. I don't, you're right. You're, you we can, don't actually you totally right. I just remember when that came out. I was briefly fascinated with it and looked at the App Store charts for a few days, and I didn't see it showing up in the way that I expected it to. Yeah. But maybe it totally just kicking butt. If you're that cool Argentinian guy who made, I don't know if he's Argentinian. I thought he was for maybe. I thought he was French. Who knows? But yeah. Anyways, I could never. This entire discussion has made me never even want to think about ever making anything for iOS. Ever. Where's that dad joke? Or for, human, or for human beings. Or for human beings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that I think you either. mean for me. Yeah. Or for money. I don't really want to make an app store game or a book or a piece of music or a film <laughs> or a video game. Because all of like people what you want to do is you want to use the platform. Back. Yeah, you want to build the platform, Jake. Yeah. It's true. The Jake phone. You want to build I'm, the brand. I'm going to make this new iOS game and Steam game that's just got a marketplace and you can try some stuff on nothing. <laughs> you can just flip through some pictures of hats, buy them. Or not. Or not, but probably buy them. You should buy them. Still like the idea really cheap. Jake just phone. cosmetic upgrades. Of what? Of a Jake phone. A Jake phone, yeah. What is a Jake phone? It's, it's just called a phone. It's your platform. It's your yeah. platform. That's true. It's an app store. Yeah. <laughs> The Jake store. It's like E Bomb's world of apps. Yeah, the J store. The J store. <laughs> the J store's that's a Zoom Jay Allard's store. Yes. Yeah. That's that's come and gone. It's true. Chris, I want to segue into paying for goods by talking about Taylor Swift, but I know we have Taylor Swift reader mail. So true. could you could you wanna move into reader serve me up a hot Chris? <laughs> serve me up a scoop of Taylor Swift. While you're looking that up, I wanna say two brief things. Sure. Captain Toad is amazing. Oh, Captain Toad. And secondly, I would prefer to incorrectly call it Commander Toad and then do yes, a bunch of shit. I, yeah. I noticed that later when I re-listened. I, I noticed it when NeoGaf told me that I was a fool. That NeoGaf, those jokers. Yeah. It's really good. They're right. Captain you Toad's good. It. You should really play it. Especially if you, you know, is this Toad Nintendo stool? games. This is no, no, Toad. Like, Toad, this like is little, Captain Toad. We talked guy. all about it last week. Yeah, so we talked about a lot of, ca- a lot of Captain Toad. Yeah, I just wanted week. to confirm. Sorry, Toad who? Uh, Captain Nemo. Okay. Good. Okay. Yep. Um, <laughs> once the Nintendo character started to talk, they became so much worse. Once Yoshi went, <laughs> no, but he's like, he's like crazy. Like, that's old. Yeah, that's, that's old. That's old Yoshi. Yoshi. Okay. But now he goes. <laughs> well, old Yoshi was young Yoshi. It was only when he's trying to he fly. Does, yeah, but he, but he also go, goes. Is that what he? Yeah. Uh, does he do that when he's pooping on an egg? No, he does that when he's trying to get up to a ledge. I believe that's, that he might um, also make that noise. When no, he pooping an egg is. For sure, yeah. and you're, going you're up thinking a, of like SNES. No, no, sorry. No, he kept that one. No, he kept the, that one no. and in addition. Let's just let's just be sure. The noise is when Mario jumps on his saddle, and when he poops an no, egg. Poops out an egg is not. What is that's it? Like, it's just the. That's oh yeah, you're, right. Just, you're yeah. right. You're right. You're right. You're right. But when he when he does the double, hopefully jump, the new one is. It's the double jump. Gotta like get a little <laughs> higher. <laughs> but it sounds like a little kid too. It's right. not. It's like little kids pooping. Yes, but like but like just um, but like. 
I don't want to get into a big old Nintendo time. I will say that I, <laughs> that I, but I, I will say that I pre-ordered Smash Brothers Jake's for the Wii U. I ordered it through Amazon, time, yeah. and I also got the GameCube controller adapter. Oh, it's because great. I've got my four wave birds, and I'm ready to go. Yes, it but works very I will nicely. say when when Mario All Stars came out on the Game Boy Advance. It was all the same character games, from the Nintendo VHS. But they, put, they put the Mario sound effects into those. You play Mario two, and then you hear woohoo! Yeah, no, like, oh not, god, Mario okay. two is disastrous because Toad makes Toad noises. Oh, it's it's Mar- excuse me, Super Mario. Did they create yes, noises for uh, for the dinosaur for Squirt Turt? What, what's her name? Squirtle? Birdo. Birdo talks. Oh man, Mario. Birdo's yes. like woo I, I, <laughs> I think we talked about Mario Advance on a way old idle thumbs, but yeah, because like the flame guy. The yeah. flame boss, he has like an Ed Wynn voice. It's out of control. <laughs> he says, I'm too hot to touch. And it's like, what is this? Like, are you kidding me, Nintendo? What? Yeah, that's what that flame Sounds guy like says. Sounds like a splicer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then he oh does some just affected magic trick. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'll turn into leaves. <laughs> run away oh I'll to leave. <laughs> um, anyway Mario Advance good for all reasons except th- for the voice good for all reasons that are identical to the Super Mario All-Stars version of Mario 2 which it is except then ruined by uh, and by <laughs> yes um, Yoshi's not in it so none of those sounds apply but a guy does say he's too hot well, to Toad touch. being like okay. Toad goes, yeah <laughs> This sounds awful. Yeah, sounds like a sped up Marge it, Simpson. Yeah, yeah. I know. Does well, Toad does Toad ever just chill and talk regular, or is he always like on amphetamines? No, he talks like that's how, that's how he talks. That's, that's how he talks in Captain Toad. Uh, as yeah, well. he'll just sort of chill out and be like, "Hey, Mara, you know what?" And then someone like comes into the room that he doesn't like, and he's. <laughs> 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 Uh, Toad is like me. I mean, it, that's Luigi Toad. It's a, uh, <laughs> that guy. <laughs> no, 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 no. He, no, he's a Mario brother. He's, Mar- he's, he's a Mario oh, brother. He's, he's Mario's brother. Sorry, people being. Oh, we got a bunch of email about about Mario brothers as well. Oh, we so I'm going to do that first. Oh, yeah. yes. Cause it's more related. <laughs> this podcast episode is a disaster. Lloyd writes, "Hi, thumbs." My granddad recently paid a visit and caught a glimpse of Mario on my TV. Having presumably not seen many video games, Mario or otherwise, since I used to play Super Mario Bros. 3 around his house as a child, he asked, Super Mario, still going, is he? With admiration in his voice, as if Super Mario were a real person who'd been working the same job for the past 25 years. Oh, he has. He's (laughs) He's like getting out. He's looking. He's aiming for that watch. Carson Tastic writes, Dear Idle Thumbs, I'm a 19-year-old from North Carolina with parents from New York, so no Southern accent. I grew up playing the original Super Mario Brothers Duck Hunt on the NES, which came out a decade before I was born. Oof. Yep. Oof. As far as I can remember, I always called him Mario and distinctly remember getting mad at people who called him Mario. <laughs> um, we took a Mario Mario Super Mario poll for what Mario's name is, and that's why we're getting these, by the way. Oh, okay. Louis, what was the Louis, What was the vote? I didn't listen to the podcast. Oh, we, so didn't, we didn't have one. Well, I mean, he, we just you're hearing it. Right in. Oh, okay. I'm, okay. You're, you're hearing the vote. And the, uh, and the idea being, you said Super Mario. Some people on the East Coast said Super Mario. We thought Super Mario. Some people said Mario. Yeah, I'm a Mario. Mario, Mario, oh, Super Mario, Mario, Super Mario. Mario. Yeah. There's four like things. A guy, you know. Louis Filiatro writes, Hi, Thumbs. Your discussion of the use of Mario or Super Mario made me think of how it was commonly used in my native Quebec. For French speakers <laughs> over here, the brothers of Super Mario Brothers is very rarely known. Like BRS, period. Is very Mario rarely, Bros. Is very rarely known to be a diminutive for brothers. Therefore, the name that many children learn to use by habit here is simply Mario Bros. 
with Bruss being thought of as a last name. It is a very typical manifestation of how we Quebecers absorb English words in our environment, be it lyrics, film titles, or day-to-day vocabulary, and reduce them without having a clue of what they mean. Given how gaming culture tends to lean towards English by default, this causes a good deal of frustration, but also leaves me some hope regarding how much room there is to grow in terms of language specificity. Monsieur Bruss. If you want to hear for yourself (laughs) how uh, Quebec French differs from European forms, Check out the Kickstarter video for Kona, a first-person adventure game, which includes some very distinctive voiceover. I saw that. It was cool. Oh, yeah, cool. it was cool. Love the show. Very glad Danielle came on board to spark some life into it. Woof. How oh, dare slam. you? How dare um, you? Oh, man. Marco, you're off the cast. Marco, <laughs> going back to a, to a dead fish. Marco Corona <laughs> writes, in Los Angeles, we called him Super. Oh. So that's one West Coast vote for Super. Wait, but they just called him Super. Oh, yeah. just super, not Super Mario. I mean, I, I read what he said. I don't think but... he speaks for the city. I don't think he speaks for the Southland. Yeah. So, so that there's there's a sampling of some re- Mario. Somebody reactions. said Mario Lemieux and Super Mario. I think they. Yeah, were. Oh, I did. Somebody I did the, hear that the, on the podcast. In the, yeah, or on the forums. In the forums said that, and I was like, oh, that's a good, that's a good point yeah. too. Hmm. That made him more of a Super Mario for yeah that person. Uh, so Aaron Broder writes. Hey, Thumbs, I was wondering if you had a chance to check out the American Express unstaged Taylor Swift app yet. It's an immersive music video with an experience that lasts the length of one of her new songs. You can walk around the mansion the music video is set in, looking around each room by using the gyroscope, and you can either follow Taylor Swift or go off and explore random rooms. My favorite part is if you follow the butler around, who I assume is just out of frame of the actual music video and seems to be confused by what's happening around him. It's like Sleep No More. It is very similar. He he eventually finds a piano and starts playing over the actual song. It's a rough experience. I didn't discover that. Yeah. It's a rough experience. The transition between rooms are not very smooth, and the video quality is pretty grainy. Mm -hmm. But I think it's a really neat idea to explore the space under the time constraints of something that's happening around you, a la Sleep No More. I'm interested to see what someone inspired by this ends up doing with the idea. Yeah. It feels like in five years you could make, you could remake, you could like make the last. So these are like panoramic videos, like QuickTime VR, like classic rotate around, but you use an iPad. Well, I mean, it's 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 shot from a three from a camera that films. The entire space, like like so they a, must have shot the actual music video right. like that. Yeah, they shot the music video basically with like a like it, a tiny Google Maps car. It, it's just like Google a Google Street View car. Yeah, that's what. That's sorry, I said QuickTime VR because I was summoning <laughs> the spirit of JP LeBreton. But um, <laughs> yeah, but you yeah, can, it's like it's like Google Street View. So video. like it uses the gyros it uses the gyroscopes in your iPad. So you hold your iPad like a window, and if you turn three sixty in oh, your cool. space, like I was trying to play it. Um, oh, I was trying to play it while seated. And <laughs> another one of those, a very huh? special Taylor Swift chair. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, you need to be able to turn around completely to really enjoy it. But it has promises. I don't understand anything that just happened. Um, so uh, it's uh, awesome, which means I this bodes well for our readers. But it's fucking cool. Like it just, I mean, it's. Free. No, no, it was really it's cool. It's free. It cool. So, you know, um, we're talking about app store pricing. Yeah, you didn't. You no, didn't I mean, to... it's a fucking advertisement for her album. Like, whatever. Yeah. But it's awesome. Like, it's really cool. It's like, uh, it's just thoughtful. It's like somebody, it's it's like sort of like when you see an OK Go music video. You're like, whoa, somebody thought that would be a good idea and then fucking yeah. pulled it off. Yeah. And like, that's really, um, that's really remarkable, I think. As an Even if it person, was an advertising company that did it. As an old person, I like that it's someone using the form of a music video for something new and interesting. Yeah. Because music videos, music videos, video they, real good. music videos when they showed up were actually just a cross between experimental film and music. Like people who made, like if you take an experimental film class as a film student, you're shown a bunch of music videos at, oh, at yeah. the end of it because that's sort of, 
experimental film. It's We're wearing experimental mm-hmm. film yes. with a die, but like it's cool that people are using, like. <laughs> no, it's like actually. Well, it's, like, always, it's always been advertising, but used to do interesting new weird stuff. I, yeah, and I like the. Like, it's cool to me. Like, I mean, it's very rare that uh, advertising can like sort of feels like it has a thumbprint on it and this feels like directed and has like a very strong thumbprint on it like similar to the way i used to really enjoy the um the bmw short films the bmw like chase yeah, short films. On. yeah i used to love those mm-hmm. um because it just felt well, they like, got a bunch of guest directors who were like yeah they were really sick. big names yeah they got yeah. like uh like john woo and shit like that and mm-hmm. guy john frankenheimer did one yeah oh, yeah um but uh yeah and I don't know. I really like the new Taylor Swift album. Said I might talk about so it. So does my really. girlfriend. I've it's heard a lot of it. Really good. Taylor Swift is fascinating to me. Some people shit on Taylor Swift. You should not. She's fascinating. Taylor Swift does not sell sex, which I think is really interesting. Yeah, I think that's really cool. Like it's very, very, very interesting. I went back and listened to every Taylor Swift single just to make sure forever. Like since she like like was fourteen and moved yeah. to Nashville <laughs> to like be a musician. And it's fascinating to me that all of her stuff, while incredibly like gender coded and whatever, sure, is yeah. about growing up and being in love and this sort of like very like like sort of like um, teen novel ways of being in love. Um, that I don't know. It's very interesting to me that she hasn't compromised on any of that stuff even now. And looking at like her past three albums and especially this album, where like if you're gonna like tart it up this is the album you do it where you like oh, yeah. move to new york you move yeah. to new york you put out a giant fucking pop album your first track on it is a like new york anthem which is the worst track on the album in my opinion <laughs> and then now is the time where you like go full do miley. all of it but there's like you go miley is yeah. that what you just yeah. said well you not even full miley, miley but like <laughs> whatever like, nobody knows like in the, you do it on all fronts Perry. you know yeah. you do it on yeah. the cover of us weekly because you're dating dude from one direction right, right and yeah. yada 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 and like it's like a little tawdry there's nothing tawdry about taylor swift's work or the, her like front facing image squeaky clean it's really but it's also not squeaky clean because it's like still about like partying and making mistakes and like falling in love with like the bat like the wrong dude it's and squeaky like, clean for 2014 but not squeaky clean in the yeah yeah sense. i don't know it's yeah. like i really i find it it is fascinating yeah. some people think she's not uh authentic but i disagree i, don't know. I think she's quite talented Anyway, she seems nice. Something you should she not do. Nice. Something you should she not do like that nice I did. Girl, do not do this know? because this and makes both pieces of media worse. I spent forty dollars and I bought the new Taylor Swift album, and I bought this War of Mine, and I tried to enjoy them at the same time. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> and it made both things <laughs> worse. Although I do mm. listen to Taylor Swift's album, when I play Dota. And there's a big Dota. That feels today. like that could That's work fine. Out. Pop music yeah. and Dota actually go together. Yeah. It goes great. Well. It goes great. I found the perfect I, volume where Twitch will not turn off my VODs. Yeah. And I can still hear it and the readers can still hear it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just had to like sit there like t- ticking it down and then checking the videos <laughs> later. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know there's a new update? New hero? Oracle? Oh. How would he know? Cool. I don't he know. Oh yeah. Fucking all that for delete local content. Janelle knows. <laughs> she probably does. <laughs> Call me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, you want to call it? Yeah. All right. Yeah. If you like 
this podcast for reasons that would be totally beyond me after this <laughs> fucking two hours or however long this has been. Um, please do review us uh, on iTunes. We're free, free on the <laughs> iTunes podcast store. No dollars charged. Please review us well. Um, we're on Twitter at Idle Thumbs, on Facebook at Idle Thumbs, and Twitch. our website is idlethumbs.net slash idlethumbs, interestingly. Um, Dan- yeah, Danielle, you've been doing some Twitch streaming? Just a little bit. I had a little uh, microphone issue last night, but I've worked it out. Mm-hmm. Good. So now everything yeah. is working, and I am set up to stream probably, I'm hoping, for every other day. Or even what are you going to stream next? Next, I would really like to stream some Far Cry 4. Oh, hell I yeah. feel like okay. it would be appropriate. Yeah. I'll watch Twitch.tv slash Idle Thumbs. And if you actually yes. subscribe on there, you don't have to like sit around waiting for like Twitter notifications Twitter and or anything. Stuff. It'll, like, just, it'll just send you an email that yeah. it's going live. Yep. Pretty great. Also, it's really easy to listen to us on SoundCloud. Idle Thumbs podcast. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Thanks, We're guys. everywhere. Oh, and check out Three Moves Ahead if you haven't recently. We uh, They are also on our network you can get them at also at idlethumbs.net along with all our other podcasts but they're cool they do a strategy focused uh podcast every week definitely the like premier best absolute since most popular uh strategy game podcast you should totally check it out definitely they did a recent episode entirely about civ beyond Beyond earth Earth, which we talked about um for instance so if you want to hear people who really dive into that stuff in a way mm-hmm. that we didn't on our episode you should go they did a out. sims episode recently that was amazing they did a final fantasy tactics one i think recently as well oh, that was nice. good yeah i yeah. need to listen to that one yep it's a good show all thanks right. guys talk to you next week thank you all This episode is brought to you by NatureBox, the all-in-one platform that makes it fat. Oh, no. A delicious snack subscription service, NatureBox. This, this episode, episode is brought, brought to you, you by, by NatureBox. A delicious snack subscription service that makes it easy to build your own personal website. <laughs> no, God damn it. No, no. They got Twin Peaks. They got the Criterion Collection. <laughs> and the guy who wrote the music for Mega Man wrote the track for it. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. It was a woman who wrote the music for Mega Man. It's a lady. <laughs> it's a lady. Nature box.